teenagers who have set out to analyze Supernatural now that it's done to figure out what was it supposed to be, what did it become, and how. I'm Ash, the old time fan. My pronouns are vvim or it, and you can follow me on Tumblr at the Voice of Nightvale with dashes. Although I think I'm shadow banned, so you might have a little bit of trouble finding me. <laughs> Rip to you, but I'm different. I'm Emma, the latecomer. I use she, her, and they, them pronouns. You can follow me on Lazarus Emma. On, on Lazarus Emma, huh? Okay. <laughs> I'm Wyatt, the newcomer. My pronouns are he, him, and you can follow me on Twitter at Topple Thrones, and I will never be banned. Because <laughs> you don't use your Twitter. Because I don't post. <laughs> yeah. Well, also, no one, no one with, 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 with uh, based Elon Musk in charge of Twitter, no one's ever going to get canceled again. <laughs> Freedom. <laughs> I want to die after saying that. <laughs> Good, I want to kill gonna, you. I'm just going to walk out my window. <laughs> Uh, you can follow the show on Twitter, Tumblr, and on TikTok at Word of Godcast. We're not shadow banned yet. Send us, send us your, send us your questions and your comments. Yep, do that. Content warnings for this episode. Oh, right, we're talking about episodes uh, three, "Free to Be You and Me," and uh, for the end, content warnings for these episodes will include content warnings for this episode include brief mentions of addiction and alcoholism, death of a partner, a mention of classism. Brief discussion of anti-blackness, force feeding, a suicide mention, drugs, orientalism, and pandemics, both fictional and real. If you'd like us to warn for something we don't already flag, you can reach us through our ask box on Tumblr or send an email to wordofgodcast at gmail.com. We have no emails. No emails. These are these are some episodes. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Season five, mm. man. Season, Season five. Season five. I was feeling kind of low after episode two, but these are some good ones. Okay, season five, episode three, free to be you and me. That rhymes, by the way. Yeah, I, um, yep, yep, <laughs> it sure does. So this episode was written by Jeremy Carver and directed by Miller Tobin. Uh, we Ooh, that's on a new Sam. name. He's sleep- yes, it is. Uh, he is sleeping, uh, and then he wakes up and rolls over, and oh my god, there's Jess. Surprise. So they have a little conversation. It's pretty much a repeat of the demon blood hallucinations with Mary. The moral of the story is that Jess keeps insisting that there's something evil inside of Sam and that if he tries to run away from himself, people are going to die. Sorry, correction. Uh, Jamie Lertoven also directed Born Under a Bad Sign, Very Supernatural Christmas, uh, and Heaven and Hell. And this is the last episode he will direct for Supernatural. Bye, King. <laughs> See ya. Um, so we get one week earlier, Leonard Skinner is playing over simultaneous montages of Demon Sa- Dean and Sam's current lives. It's a pretty Dean's- good montage. Oh, it's, it's a good, good. montage. Uh, Dean's going about his hunting life. Meanwhile, Sam is working as a busboy in a bar. Um, then we're in Dean's motel room. He's cleaning his jacket, and then Cass appears very close behind him. Lots of iconic Cass and Dean moments in this yep. episode. Mm-hmm. Uh, Wyatt, are you, are you, are you heller-pilled yet? I don't know what that means. <laughs> So Heller is a term referring to dusty L shippers because it's it's like short for dusty Heller. Are you what, Heller pilled? What what is Based dusty Heller? Heller what does dusty Heller mean? It just means a dusty Meaning L like, shipper because uh, uh, shipping dusty yeah. L is a type of hell. Oh yeah. okay. I think okay. it was a, like originally derogatory by fans who didn't ship dusty L. Got but it. Like it's fine. It's completely reclaimed now. You can say it. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Anyway, pointing, anyway, pointing a flashlight it's, it's, at you, Wyatt. I'm being corrupted. Yes, it's yeah. true. <laughs> There's some stuff in this episode that doesn't make any sense otherwise. Yep. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Jeremy Carver was crazy for this one. So true. Um, so, yeah, Cass appears. 
Uh, Cass wants to find Raphael, the archangel who killed him. He thinks Raphael might know something about where God is. Uh, at the bar where Sam works, Lindsay, his co-worker, challenges him to a game of darts. If she wins, she wants Sam to tell her his life story. It's Sam wins. Cute. E- it is cute. But Sam wins easily because he literally hustles in bars for a living. Uh, on the TV, we hear a news report of some freak weather, and we're like, oh my god, the world is ending. Uh, back with Dean and Cass, they head to the sheriff's department in Waterville, Maine. Apparently, Raphael touched down somewhere near here. We'll talk about this scene. Uh, again, iconic Dean Cass moments. Mm-hmm. Uh, they get a lead on Raphael's vessel. He's just the guy now, but he has been very severely disabled by Raphael inhabiting him. He's nonverbal in a hospital in a wheelchair. Apparently, this is what Dean has to look forward to with Michael. Uh, back with Sam, he calls Bobby and tells him about the freak weather so Bobby can get some hunters on it. Bobby guilts him about quitting the life, and Sam hangs up on him. Uh, with Dean and Cass, Cass appears holding a jar. He was in Jerusalem getting some holy, holy oil or some shit. Uh, apparently when it burns, an angel can't touch or pass through the fire, or they die. Cass doesn't expect to survive the encounter with Raphael, so since it's his last night on Earth, Dean wants him to go out with a bang, literally. Uh-huh. Uh, he finds out that Cass is a virgin, and vows to get Cass laid tonight. Yep. This is an insane episode, you guys. Yep. Jeremy Carver's psychosexual obsession with Castiel is, like, out of hand. <laughs> Funny coming from you. Shut the fuck up! <laughs> <laughs> Ooh. I said that off record. Hands are being thrown. <laughs> uh, back at Sam's work, three hunters come in and almost blow his cover. They try to get him to join in on their hunt investigating the onen- omens and won't get mad when Sam refuses. Lindsay forces Sam to agree to get dinner and talk to her about his life. At the brothel slash bar, Dean and Cass are drinking together. Cass looks ready to piss himself. He is such a little meow meow in this scene. Yeah. I just want, I just He's, want um... Meow. He's that uh, Simpsons gif. Which one? Okay. Uh, here, it's this one. It's this one. That's Cass in the in the middle. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck. <laughs> Fuck. <laughs> okay. Yep. 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 <laughs> With the bikini ladies. <laughs> yes. Scroll down. Scroll. <laughs> Scroll down into the into the refs and you'll see what I'm talking about. Uh, yeah, okay. So a woman comes over and starts talking to them. Dean sends Cass off to have its fun. While Dean is chatting up another woman, there's a screen from the back hallway. Chastity, who's the woman who brought Cass back, uh, is screaming at Cass and she storms out. He has gravely offended her and preserved his virginity. Uh, <laughs> they head out of the brothel before security can kick them out and Dean is weirdly, ridiculously happy. He well, he's yeah. he's cracking up because he thinks it's hilarious. So yeah, much. it's yeah. yeah. It is very funny. It is very funny. Um, but he is ridiculously happy. He literally says he hasn't laughed so much in years. Yeah. Um. So back with Sam and Lindsay, Sam tries to avoid telling her his real identity and his real past, etc. He alludes to his addiction, and she explains that she is a recovering alcoholic. She tells him that there's nothing so bad that he can't change or be forgiven. Uh, back in the hospital with Donnie, who's Raphael's vessel, Cass, is, Cass and Dean trap him in a circle of holy fire. Obviously, it didn't work because we next see them back at the house they're squatting in. However, when they come in, there's Raphael. It's sick as hell and we'll talk about it. Turns out they were expecting Raphael and now they get him caught in a circle of holy fire. Uh, apparently, God is dead. That's Raphael's thought, at least, because yep. he can't make Nietzsche sense was of right. the world otherwise. <laughs> um... Back at the bar Sam's working at, the hunters return one man down. Turns out the case they were investigating was a little more than they could handle. They found out from the demon that Sam started the apocalypse, and now they want a little bit of vengeance. Uh, They've captured Lindsay and got a vial of demon blood trying to get Sam to drink it. 
Uh, Raphael tells Cass that maybe Lucifer raised him, that he wants Cass to defect to his side. They leave Raphael there, and Raph is pissed as hell. Uh, Sam beats up the hunters without ingesting demon blood, and they get out, promising to be back. In the Impala, Cass and Dean bond over the fact that they both have absent fathers, and then Dean admits that now that he and Sam aren't hunting together, that Dean doesn't have anyone to worry about but himself, he's happier than he has been in a long time. Oof. Oof. Uh, in Sam's motel room, Jess is back. He tells her that there is reason to hope since he's had that super enlightening talk with that uh, with Lindsay. Turns out Jess has been Lucifer all along. Lucifer thanks Sam for raising him and also reveals that Sam is Lucifer's ideal vessel, that Nick is a forced substitute that is temporary at best. Sam vows to never consent to Lucifer's possession, and we end the episode on that revelation. Yeah. Oh my god. This is a good episode for Sam girls and for Dean girls and yeah. for Cass girls and for Dusty L girls. Like, there's everything. This episode has everything. Yeah, it's just a good episode. It's very well constructed. Mm-hmm. And like that montage. Oh. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I always like it when our boys are separated and they do like the A plot B plot thing, but it's like they're kind of both A plots like in how they like shift back and forth. It's it's cool. Yeah. Also this episode stacked on top of next episode makes me crazy, but we'll talk about that. Yeah. So, are we going chronologically or are we getting specific I mean, general impressions first. I feel like we've already got our general yeah. Let's yeah. Let's go. Let's go chronologically. Okay. My first note is Jess in the recap. Also, Jess is in the white nightgown, of course. Uh-huh. Yeah. Because once a woman is dead, she has to be the idealized version of herself. Even though, like, he literally would have slept next to her in her actual pajamas with Smurfs on. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Rips us to Jess's Smurf. She should pajamas. have been in the Smurf pajamas when she burned on the roof, and then every time we see her again, she'd have to be in the Smurf pajamas. We should have seen Lucifer Jess in the Smurf pajamas. So true. The devil is genius. Yeah. Make Lucifer wear Smurf pajamas. That's my. That's the hill I'm gonna die on. <laughs> that's the position I'm running under. That's my campaign for president. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. This is this is this is a low blow from Lucifer. Yeah. Well, it's, it's also it's how very he... tasty. Exactly, it's how he approached Nick as well. The way yeah, in his zone. yeah, it was a lo- it was a low blow from him there too. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So um, so Lucifer appears to you in the form of your dead partner. Interesting. Yeah. Interesting. Hold on. Yeah. <laughs> you shut your whore mouth. <laughs> um, we also have Sam Tit in this episode. So true. We do. Um. He says, she says, like, haven't we been down this road before? And he says, it's different. Last time I wanted to be normal. This time I know I'm a freak, which made me he so knows sad. He's a freak. Yeah, she says that's semantics. She says, I was dead from the moment we said hello. About him, something that, and she says, maybe yeah. that's what got me killed. And he goes, no. Yeah. And she says, I was dead from the moment we said hello. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's a good line. And it's a big one for a later Destiel parallel. So. Mm. It's famous. <laughs> Sam just is his plan is to just be a loner forever. He's just gonna not get close to anybody. I love how quickly he fails at that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so he burns all his IDs, which feels like he could have used like those a bad still. Plan, right? Like, what if you mm-hmm. need to change identities again? This is not gonna yeah. be your permanent thing. You're really bad at being a witness protection. Cinema sins ding. <laughs> no i get it in that like it's a good metaphor for mm-hmm. him like being like okay no turning back i'm getting rid of all my old hunter stuff yeah it's good it's i, I think it's not a good move because like, no it doesn't but admit, like we know it's not gonna work out for him because we know he's in a story but yeah but we're watching a melodrama he's trying to leave the story so yeah mm-hmm. 
And it's not gonna matter, like when he joins back up. It's not like yeah, they're gonna care gonna about like, oh no, we gotta forge all your new ideas. Like the show doesn't care about that. No. Leonard Skinner's simple man is yeah. playing over the top. Oh, it's good. Sam, Sam's the the bit where um Sam is chopping um some kind of vegetable. Lemons. lemons. Oh, it's lemons. Uh, chopping lemons at the bar compared to Dean chopping through the vampire's neck. It's very good. So good, yeah. Mm -hmm. Like, we have Dean bringing down the knife, and then we see the knife go through the lemon, and then we yeah. see Dean with blood all over his face. Like, it just, like, it's so good. The lemons make wet scorching sounds. Yeah. <laughs> That's a very tasty montage. Yeah. <laughs> Oh yeah, the, this is where this is where Dean says eat it Twilight as he kills a vampire, which I guess mm -hmm. Twilight's a thing now, everybody. Don't worry. There Wait, will be more Twilight. Oh, I know. I know there's I know there will be more oh, Twilight. Oh, actually not even far out from that episode. Mm -mm. Barely more than a season. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm trying to remember what year was like peak like people on the internet being mad about Twilight, and I wanna say it was like two thousand eleven, but I don't know if that's true. Yeah, 2011, 2012. Jeremy Carver was ahead of his time. Dean is a trendsetter. <laughs> he hated Twilight before it was cool, and then before it got cool again, or before it stopped being cool, and then before it got cool again because Twilight is racist. It might be in 2008, so I, maybe maybe a peak before that. Anyway. I just remember reading it in the sixth grade, which is a little young to be reading Twilight, by the way. Or at least it was for me. <laughs> um, Back to the episode. <laughs> the... Montage continues with like Sam washing the bar as Dean washes the car, and then Dean is like driving with nobody in the passenger seat, and he's all sad about it. Yeah, more uh, <sighs> gestures to mystery spot, but it's inverse now. It's Dean instead of Sam. Yeah, and like this show is inconsistent about how it handles their very clearly codependent relationship. Mm -hmm. Um, like when they're alone. They're both miserable about it, and then when they get back together, they're miserable about it, which is tasty. Yep. Yeah, I don't know. Our our boys need to be part of society. They can't, like, yes, they, they will always be unhappy if it's just each other. They need a larger support group than that. I guess they got their dad, but by which I mean Bobby. <laughs> this is how toxic relationships be. No. You're just miserable all the time, and you all need therapy. Um. Then we get Dean washing his jacket, so he's in a t-shirt. Very appreciated. <laughs> Very important note. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um. And then, wait, why did I just say cleaning? I think I'm just happy that he has to clean it. Like, it's so rare uh -huh. that we actually get the boys facing consequences of, like, the daily minutia of hunting. Like, when Sam was mm -hmm. brushing his teeth on the hood of the car. Or yeah. Or when they're doing their laundry. Like, I like seeing the little slice of life moments. Um. So he's he's uh, cleaning off his jacket. Yeah, like, back in... um the Anna episodes and they gotta do first aid also. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. When they occasionally let us see them cleaning their guns, you know, that kind of thing. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I'm a fan of props. Uh, and then we get the personal space moment. Yep. <laughs> so Cass appears behind him, which startles him. Dean turns around and Cass does not back up at all, so now they are inches apart from each other. And Dean makes like a <sighs> face and goes, Cass, we've talked about this. Personal space. And Cass gives my apologies and takes a step back. Um, so they've talked about this. Uh, yeah, I love that they've mm -hmm. talked about this. And he's <laughs> this still is a recurring problem. Do this, <laughs> yeah. I just want to make Which it is, clear: it is the homosexuality, it is the autism. Yep. Like he Cass doesn't is do huge. this to other people. 
Like, he doesn't. Cass's true form is literally enormous. So the fact that he has no sense of personal space when it comes to Dean. Mm. Like, he canonically doesn't like being in cars because they're cramped. Something about him is just like, I need to stand as close as possible. I need Mm -hmm. to be, like, inside him. Mm Mm-hmm. Anyway, Dean, I, I did not check this, but I'm pretty sure Dean, like, does a little glance down that could totally be his mouth if you're looking for that. <laughs> it's a it's a very good little scene in terms of like it is good. The yeah, this 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 complete weirdo like does not his understand weird little best friends social mm-hmm. mores at all. He is my best friend as well, Dean. You're not special. My notes here don't make any sense. I like the my notes I li- are pretty much useless so. I'm sad that part Lucky part of me guys. wants to have gotten the seat because apparently Cass found them because uh, he called Bobby, which yeah. must have been a very funny conversation. Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, Bobby's not rewarded because the angels aren't after him, so Cass yeah. can just like show up and do his personal space thing. Oh yeah, I guess he wouldn't call. <laughs> yeah, he could just teleport in there. Yeah, he doesn't need to phone call him. He can just, just show needs up to do the phone call. Oh, the next, the bit with the phone call in the next episode is so good. It's so good. Yeah. We will talk about it. Um. But right here, Dean says, "More, you find God yet? More importantly, can I have my damn necklace back, please?" He said, he "Please." His, he wants his. I like he wants his, his Sam memento back. Artificial reversal of priorities. Mm-hmm. Like I don't think he genuinely believes it's more important, but it's more personally important, which I like. Yeah. Um. Mm-hmm. Also, while they're having this conversation, Dean is putting his jacket back on. He's armoring up. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. When they talk about Raphael, Cass says, I've heard whispers that he's walking the earth, which is a very good Cass line. <laughs> Dean says, you were wasted by a Teenage Mutant Ninja Angel, which is a good <laughs> Dean line. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. So yeah, they're so going to go trap uh, Archangel. Dean calls them Thelma and Louise. Yeah, he does. Dean, I those noted guys that down. Kissed. Yep. Uh-huh. Yep. Uh-huh. This paired with the Burton Ernie comment. Uh-huh. Literally yeah, the, the Bur- same yep. episode. Yep. 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 <laughs> the same Mr. episode. Mr. Carver, explain yourself. Oh my god. Okay. Cass goes, um, you're the only one who'll help me, please. He's, he's yeah. the only one. He's all alone. That, and that's enough help. to convince Dean, too. Mm-hmm. Yeah. His friend needs help. Dean hates teleporting, just like Geralt of Rivia. It constipates yep. him. Mm-hmm. Also, his eyelashes are gorgeous here. <laughs> yes. I'm providing really important commentary. <laughs> I have True. a joy that most to have on a yes. podcast. <laughs> Yeah, this is fun. I like the season five is really leaning into the like angels and demons are both like a thing we have to worry about. Like having a mm-hmm. archangel as the as the antagonist here or as the thing they're hunting is uh, is pretty cool. And I like yeah. the way they deal with that, which we'll talk about soon. Mm-hmm. Um, I think it's very I'd imagine a world where you can just work at a bar and that's enough to pay rent and like live off of Sam just like stumbled into a job. Well, he's living mm-hmm. in a motel. Yeah, I know, but it's still like he's that's not going to work for long. Yeah, but it, it doesn't necessarily the show itself doesn't necessarily take into account that this isn't a long-term plan. Like Sam, like we said, he burned his IDs. Like he seems yeah. to be do, trying to do this long-term. Um or at least not making long-term plan. Like he doesn't have a long-term goal. His goal is to be out of the life. 
um, which just like reflects the way that the show constantly presents that like at any point the boys could just leave the life and settle down. They are heroes for choosing to do the right thing by being mm. hunters. Um, like at any moment they could just find a job and a girlfriend and be normal. I mean, Sam yeah, which less is so like... because of the freak thing, but the fact that like the life is available to them. Mm-hmm. I mean the the yes though also it's always gonna drag them back in. Um, yeah, but it's not what's not, they're always going to have other opportunities. It's just that the like plot is always going to come for them. It's not like, like we don't see Sam like struggling to be able to live because he has like no money. He is, he is very large and has no money. (laughs) (laughs) So you can imagine the kind of stress he's under. (laughs) Yeah. Like, like I'm saying he's, it's not that the, mm. The life is available, like, in theory. The life is there for them to take. It's just that the narrative is going to get them. You know, like, if not for the fact that they are the protagonists, it would be super easy to just live the apple pie life. Which is fine, I guess. Like, I get it. I would personally find it interesting if what... If this happens again and what drags them back in is not the plot, but is the fact that literally, like, they don't know how to do anything else. Mm -hmm. Mm Mm-hmm. Exactly. Like, there's a source of conflict there to write about of, like, we tried living normal people lives and the narrative didn't go get us. We went to go get the narrative. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Anyway, speaking of which, then Lindsay says, uh, calls him out on being able to do the New York Times Saturday crossword. Meaning he this is so educated. stupid. This is so, so stupid. I hate this so much. It like it's just yeah. pl- it's classes and plain and simple. She's like, you're yeah. obviously highly educated. You can do crosswords. So why are you here? Yeah. Why are the you Twitch working a bar if you can do a crossword? Yeah. The Twitch streamer I watch who has a uh bachelor's degree in biology can do crosswords because he knows trivia. Yeah. Like <laughs> it's not a matter of like being educated. It's just like knowing but it's things. The, but it's the New York Times crossword. Like it's I'm I'm one. educated. And I'm I assuming that the fact degree. that it's the Saturday one that is like that's the most difficult one. I'm pretty sure yeah. like the difficulty increases through the week. So I get yeah. what he's going for here, Carver. Mm-hmm. Like I see why Lindsay would like for narrative purposes. Like I I get that that's supposed to be shorthand for he's smart, which means he's educated. It could have been, um, but that is a else. that is like, a lazy like, shortcut. Smart does not mean educated, like a... and educated doesn't mean smart. It's just so shallow. Like, he could have been reading, like, a weird book, and she could have been like, ooh, that's a cool book you're reading. Like, I don't see people who are into, like, I don't know, like, the anthropology of fairy tales or whatever. I don't know. Some, like, Sam research nerd bullcrap. And, like, I don't know, maybe she could have been into that, too. And that's where the connection comes from. Not this just, like, ooh, you're smart. Like, ugh. Yeah, the, the, like, double shortcut of, like, smart equals educated and educated means that you shouldn't, you shouldn't be, be working, working this, at this, this level job nowhere, yeah. maybe he wants to be a bartender Lindsay. not a bartender <laughs> a busboy yeah like the the devaluation of this position yeah it's dumb yep in my in my, no- in my notes it's just crossword with six uh periods <laughs> next to it <laughs> yeah i did the Lindsay stuff in general like I like it's... Lindsay. I think she's a fun character for the, like, character who is obviously into Sam and is trying to, like, flirt with him by, like, yeah, let's play darts and stuff. Like, that's kind of cute. But, like, her her character goes nowhere in terms of, like, she is reduced to a object who is threatened. And then, like, there's no, like, denouement with her. Like, after she's the... She's literally just a blonde girl for Sam. Yeah. After the... Mm-hmm. the uh, I 
hostage scene, like she literally just exits the narrative. Yep. Yep. It's like the also, kind of like, stories he's so I like. So clearly not interested. Like it's yeah. like I get she, you know she's interested she's yeah. flirting but he literally she's like let's you know you if I win you buy me dinner and he just like stone cold triple bullseyes and she doesn't take that as a hint. Yeah, yeah, it's true. It is very funny on Sam's part though. <laughs> it is, it is very funny. It's like I gotta play for real. Yeah. Like he triple bullseyes and she goes very mysterioso. I like it. Like we get it. You like it. <sighs> yeah. Yeah, it's it's silly. Also, in the background, the um the TVs being like the world's ending. Yeah. <laughs> Which is again spring hail, lightning strikes. Like this is just the world we live in. There's a yeah. fire somewhere. But yeah, there's the yeah. Um, back to Dean and Cass. Yeah, they're like gonna go. <laughs> this is very good. Uh, Dean's trying yeah. to do his like cop duo thing, and it's like, well, I don't have I don't have Sam with me, so I guess Cass needs to be. A secret agent and uh he's like you're just gonna walk in there and tell the truth and castile says why not gene says because we're humans when humans want something really Ugh. really bad we lie castile just goes he, while he why? says this he's fixing Cass's tie yeah and like mm -hmm. glances up at him and back down to finish his sentence mm. what is it it's that you so... want really really bad dean what are you lying about and then he says and that's how you that's become, you become president. president yeah <laughs> in 2009 um but yeah, I love the the way that Cass is like, why would you not tell the truth? Yeah. Like, if you tell the the officer that he saw an angel, the officer will tell us where the angel is. Like, obviously, and seems like that is not how social interaction works. You're supposed to be lying all the time. Mm -hmm. Um, there's there's some real. <laughs> and then the the physical comedy of Dean introduces the two of them as FBI, and Cass just stands there, and Dean goes also FBI, and. Dean like stares at him a little bit more and Cass pulls out his ID but it's upside down so Dean turns it over for him and goes he's new so classic it's literally oh, it's like so formative Cass moments it's everywhere it's so good it's in a formative AMV of that I saw once that turned me on to uh, the heavy as a band so yeah it's a classic Cass moment Dean's pseudonyms for them here are um uh, Midnight Run references, which is a deeper cut than usual. Alonzo Mosley and Eddie Moscone. Not even the main characters of that movie. He was a basketball guy earlier this episode. Not basketball, baseball. Said the wrong word, my bad. Mm. But yeah, the way Dean has to like pull out his FBI card, or, or his, his, sorry. No, he pulls out, Cass pulls out his FBI ID and it's upside down and Dean has to like reach over and flip it. It's, it's so good. He's such a weirdo. He is playing he just... the most weirdo in this episode. It's yeah. Sad. The um fandom wiki page for this episode, the thumbnail is cast with his upside down ID. Good. He's good. just That's a cutie. A he's so cute. That's what he's there for. He's there to be a little weirdo, a little off-putting, to stand there in his little trench coat with his upside down ID. Mm -hmm. I'm curious. It's an interesting thing is it, it feels to me like... um. The angels, unlike demons, don't get the, like, memory and personality, not necessarily personality bleed, but, like, the knowledge of who the person was that they're inhabiting, the way, de the way demons do. I think they can. I think they just don't bother. They uh, don't feel the need to blend yeah. in. Because, they're, not, like, they're not trying to be the person impersonating. Like, they're not impersonating anyone. They're just being themselves, borrowing a body. 
Yeah, they for can the sake of minds. moving among humans. Yeah, they can read minds. Um, like Lucifer knows. Yeah, I guess also Jess Zach makes lots of reference. I guess I guess Castiel just doesn't care personally. Yeah, like they can blend in. They just don't normally feel the need to. Like Zach hijacked some CEO's body and doesn't care. Although it it is interesting, Zach. I mean, I'm going to talk about this next episode. Zach uses a lot more like idioms yeah. than Cass ever uh-huh. does. I like the idea that Zach just likes watching TV. <laughs> yeah, mm. he just turns on the news and sits, kicks back. <laughs> like I'm sure, I'm sure that they that like yeah. I guess it is like an active process, and it's just Castiel doesn't care. But the the if that if it, that's not true, I like the idea that Zach's just sitting around watching TV. I like that too. But uh, yeah, it's I cute. think Zach thinks reality TV shows are the funniest thing. Mm-hmm. Like in a disdainful way, he's like, "Look what garbage these humans watch." But he is also watching it. So <laughs> anyway, the the cops like we're like forty people fighting, and Castiel says, it's "Angels and demons, probably. They're skirmishing all over the globe." He's yeah. The way Dean keeps trying to cover for him is yeah. so funny. He uh, he says nothing at the same time Cass goes demons and then they say the same thing again. <laughs> oh yeah, because because it's... the cop says come again like it says what did he say and uh he's like he's trying to be like that's what I this is what I said. <laughs> Completely he's not the question. getting it. Yeah. Um and Dean's he like, says yeah, it louder demons, you know, over drink, D. <laughs> um this is a black sheriff. We have I think three mm-hmm. black men in this episode. It, it's mm, it is three, yeah. There's the mm-hmm. sheriff and one of the hunters and Raphael. And I got facts for all of them. Nice. Yeah. My next note isn't until uh, we see Donnie, and even then I can't share it with the class because it's spoilers. Okay. <laughs> yeah, poor Donnie. Yeah. Yeah. Like was said, he is just, he is, he has been burned through by Raphael. Mm-hmm. Which, uh, yeah, we talked about this a little bit ago of what happens when, well, this is the thing, like, a, I asked what happened if an angel possessed the person they they weren't meant for, uh, but the implication here is this would also happen to Dean, who he is mm-hmm. meant for. Yeah, I think it's just, like, it would last longer for the proper vessel. Yeah, he would be able to use Like, humans are not supposed to host if, angels. Yeah. Like, that's not the purpose of a human. I mean, Jimmy was fine. Well, the Cass is very is... nice. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Um, first, firstly, I think Donnie is Raphael's true vessel at the at this point in time um i think the difference is if is if they possess a a vessel that is not their true vessel they combust versus oh uh when they leave the when they leave the true vessel all it does is is essentially lobotomize them dang we're gonna have to come back to that because we got a lot more of like vessel lore and stuff like Uh that so it's probably yeah. not even consistent. It's just that season no. five is cooler uh, yeah. than the later seasons. Yeah. Yep. And by cooler, I mean like leaning more into the cosmic horror of like the effects of angel possession, mm-hmm. um, as opposed to like later seasons where it's like maybe there's an effect. We don't know. Yeah. Maybe we're just special. Um, we get an extremely funny scene here where Sam is unable to not keep being research boy but the way they show him being research boy is he is reading the book of revelations in latin it's latin which is extra okay which is particularly silly because a 
you just pick up a Bible and read it. Like the bit he quotes is just, is just, you can just read that. Like there's no, you're not going to glean anything extra from it being in Latin. Second thing, maybe it could be the like, oh, the translation's slightly different or like the original language, but it's not, but it was written in Greek. It was translated into Latin from Greek. So it's not even the source. <laughs> Sam can read Latin, but not Greek. So he's trying to get as close as he can. I guess, I guess. Although there's probably translations from Greek to English, right? Not just like through Latin. Probably. I don't know. Probably. But yeah, it's very silly. I don't know. My note for this scene is that Sam has like a lot of contacts to scroll through. Um, <laughs> the transcript actually lists them. It says Adele, Alana, Bobby, Butcher, Cassidy, Corey, Courtney, Dan, Daryl, and Deborah, and then Dean. Um, and then he scrolls back up to Bobby. So who are these friends? Are these like college people? Are these hookups? Like who yeah, are these know. random people? I want to know about Sam's friends, but we will never find out. Yeah, I brought this up. Like the... He's pathetic and only has Bobby and Dean in his <laughs> contacts, which he should. I brought this up ages ago, the last time we saw Sam's contacts, and um, yeah, I didn't bother this time. It was like, oh, none of these people are gonna matter. I remember back when I was when I was young and youthful and naive about this show, and I was like, are these gonna be characters in the future? It's like, no, the answer is no. No, they just picked some names. Yep. It is very convenient that Bobby and Dean are so close to each other alphabetically. If it was Dean's phone, we'd yeah. have to go all the way down to S. But um yeah the the hail and the fire and the um and the blood, and the blood. was the was the that that's what got, what got Sam um into this and like this I this I dig a little bit more than the like stuff I complained about last time um I know it's going to continue to be out of order but it is it does continue to be fun where it's like uh the sort of more subtle revelations um yeah but uh yeah I don't know Bobby's like sitting in the dark he has a couple of lamps yeah. on. And, like, I'm all for lamp lighting, but it doesn't look like he's having a good time in there. Yeah. He seems like he's doing a little better. Sam asks how he's doing. He says, I ain't running any marathons, but I'll live. Yeah. So he's got a little bit he's more adjusting. good humor about it. Yeah, he's adjusting, which I liked. He's back home. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Gonna have to install ramps all over the place. Yeah. Yeah, he has an upstairs, right? Yeah, and mm-hmm. I think the, the kitchen is sunk. I think there's a step into mm-hmm. the kitchen. <laughs> yeah, Sam and Dean's That's rooms annoying. are gonna have he's to be He's gonna have to get one of those, now. like chairlift uh, like rail lifty thingies mm-hmm. anyway yeah Cass, Cass is just took a took a dip over to jerusalem uh the only character yeah. who's allowed to leave america in the show is castiel um, <laughs> and bella I, oh yeah and that's Dean true says, how was it yeah it's just very funny buried. yeah i'm pretty sure this is shaman zayat zach for those of my fellow hanukkah enjoyers um it's special oil so um, Shaman Zayat Zach means like pure olive oil, which is what the menorah in the temple was lit with. Hmm. So that's why he would be going to Jerusalem. I love the implication that they just like still have ancient holy oil sitting around. Yeah. I don't know how that works, but Cass has angel info, so we'll. Leave I think it the it. oil, like if you store it in like a like an airless container, I think it lasts like a long time. Like perfumes, oil, right? And there are like bottles of perfume that like they unearthed from like ancient egypt that are still like good did he steal this from a museum yeah maybe <laughs> also i don't know if that's if that's true i i remember, but i remember hearing something about that uh dean says so we trap Raphael with a nice vinaigrette yeah he's so castiel just goes no <laughs> and dean says isn't that kind of like trapping a hurricane with a butterfly net and cast goes no it's harder which is so good mm-hmm. there's so yeah. many good cast lines in this episode He's great. It's like, do we have a chance of surviving this? You do. So odds are you're a dead man tomorrow. Yes. Well, last night on Earth, what are your plans? 
I just Last thought I'd sit here quietly. <laughs> That's literally <laughs> one of Dean's best lines, as per Anna and Joe. Yeah. Yeah, it's true. You're right. You're right. That's what he says when he's going to hit on somebody. He's yep. like, oh, so, you know, we're going to die tonight, huh? You want to go have sex with somebody else? <laughs> he thought he'd just sit here quietly. God. It's so good. Such a that that and next episode is like I guess I'll just stand here. Yeah, he has no problem I love, just waiting there. I love Cass just being a little guy. Yeah. Like, yeah, I guess he doesn't have to sleep. He just he just waits. He just exists. Mm-hmm. It's not like it's a long time scale. It's a few hours. That's nothing. Yeah. It reminds me a lot of the way Cass in general actually reminds me a lot of the way like robots are played in like sci-fi um series like. Which is interesting in terms of like the uh, the like genre distance between angels and robots are not actually that different. Thinking about it mm-hmm. in terms of like mm-hmm. life that exists for a, like a very specific reason. Um, yeah, I was actually and, just like, gonna. I mean, this comes up next episode. I had like thoughts about like angels as machinery, so we're gonna get to that. Um, but for now, I will simply say, um, Cass handshake data for being spot coded. Yeah. So true. Uh, Dean says, come on, anything, booze, women, anything equals booze and women. Okay, Dean, we know your That's Dean. already. That's Ooh. him. Uh, and Cass embarrassedly admits that he has never had sex. And so Dean says, let me tell you something. There are two things I know for certain. One, Bert and Ernie are gay. Two, you are not going to die a virgin. Not on my watch. Let's go. Uh-huh. What the fuck was that supposed to We're... mean? If not, I'm going to have sex with you right now. It's it's wild. It's incredible. Mm-hmm. Why Bert and Ernie are gay and you are not going to die a virgin? If not, let's go have to get gay sex. It's <laughs> The other funny thing about this is, like, Castile says, I've never had the occasion, okay? Like, he's embarrassed about this. That's wild to me, considering, like, it would be perfectly normal if, like, all angels is just, like, yeah, we just don't do that. But he's embarrassed about it. What does that mean? He's realized that Dean is making fun of him for it. He wants to be cool like his friend Dean, as we will see in the next mm-hmm. cast. Well, after the brothel scene. Yep. I, he's I love so willing to Cass's... go along with like whatever will make Dean think that he's cool and funny. Yeah, it's I love true. Cass's, I've never had the occasion, okay? <laughs> like He's so defensive. <laughs> he's like, go away. Cass, I love you. It's okay. And it's so funny that, like, Dean is capable of making him embarrassed about this. Like, that is a fucking angel. Like, he's, he was alive to, like, watch evolution happen. He, like, has seen cities sacked or whatever. And you're going to make fun of him because he's never had sex. And it's going to work? Yeah. It's so funny. Cass's Dean's arrangement is so good. So true. He cares so much what Dean thinks of him. And he doesn't even, like, probably know that he does yeah he's so baby um next is the the bar with the hunter guys yeah they call him sam and Lindsay's like what happened to keith um so he says that it's my his name middle is keith name, and sam. she's like keith sam man i'm sorry it's, it's really so funny about the hunter should the the hunter here um tries to like back him up and it's like well actually it's samuel so it's not quite as dumb as it sounds which is really like i don't know i thought that was cute yeah mm-hmm. He's trying. They're hunters. They he know how to improv. He's yes anding. Yep. Uh, but yeah, this is some classic, like, oh, what does hunter mean? Mm-hmm. As yeah. she's kind of confused. Uh, she's like, so your like... parents were drunk when they named you and you shoot Bambi? 
That's it. Enough with the kung fu wandering the earth thing. I'm going to buy you dinner and we're going to talk. And he is so not interested. And he's like, Lindsay, I can't. She goes, no, the only way to avoid bloodshed is to say yes, which I thought was a weird line, but I'm realizing now it's supposed to be like a Lucifer parallel. Oh, I just thought it was cute. Yeah, like I think she's she's just being kind of a cute, parallel. obviously, but the, the the whole emphasis on saying yes in this season, so mm, that's true. Yeah. Okay, then we get the brothel. Cass is so scared; his eyes are so wide. I'm kissing him so much. He's so cute. It's insane. He's so cute. He's terrified of these sex workers. Uh huh. <laughs> He's so and... scared. He's like, "This is a den of iniquity. I should not be here." <laughs> And There's says, naked women around here. Uh, and Dean says, you full-on rebelled against heaven. Iniquity is one of the perks. Dean's He's like, right. Go be heterosexual for both of us. Smacks him on the ass. He did not do that. Yep. Emotionally, um, he did that. Then Dean goes, chastity. chastity shows up, and Dean laughs about the name, and Dean goes, well, he likes you, you like him, Dainu. I love when Dean is Jewish. So true. I literally have Jewish Dean note. Yeah. One of the very few. Um, I also when when Chastity introduces herself, Cass knows where this is going, so he just chugs his beer. <laughs> oh little. Like you're an angel, you metabolize alcohol so fast it won't even affect you, but here he is doing it anyway. Mm-hmm. Listen, you may as well. Mm-hmm. And it is wild that he's like just going money. along with this. And Dean goes, don't make me push you. And Cass, like, trudges after her. Yeah. <laughs> it's uh, so funny. He hands him funny. a lot of money, and he says, if she asks for a credit card, no. Now just stick to the basics, okay? Do not do not order off the menu. Dean, he doesn't know what that means. I feel like this is, I mean, this is speculative, but it it feels like this could be something that, like, John did with him, of, like, take him to be, like, initiated into having sex by taking him to sex workers. And, like, that's not, like, definitively supported by anything. But there's definitely, like, I could see that happening. Yeah. Like, this is yeah, part cause... of, like, making you into a man. And so Dean is like, ah, well, I can't let my friend die a virgin. He has to be a man. Yeah. And, like, the fact that Dean, like, knows how to go about this, Dean doesn't I don't want to frame it like this, but Dean doesn't really have a need to hire sex workers. Yeah, like, we've seen Dean have hookups without paying for sex. Yeah, like, he can do it just fine on his own. Um, So, I think the fact that he knows, like, the whole, uh, like, the spiel. Hasn't he directly said, like, he doesn't do this, like, in prior seasons? Like, wasn't there? I think that might have been Sam. No, I was right. It was Chris, Kathy. Christy, who is actually Ruby, and Dean says, so tell me, what did it cost? Meaning to bring Sam- Dean back to life. This is in Lazarus Rising. And Sam goes, the girl, I don't pay Dean. Yeah. So Sam I is the one who a... canonically does not oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, pay sex workers. I think there is a moment... Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So in Sin City, uh, the woman, a woman comes over... Uh, and tells Dean, I gotta tell you, every woman in this place, they want to eat you up. Um, and Dean flirts with her, and she goes, here's what I'm gonna do. Normally, I charge $400 a night, so why don't we call it an even deuce and get the hell out of here? And Dean goes, what, what do, do I, I look, look like? like? Uh, and she replies, what do I look like, cheapskate? So, it's, yeah, it's not him saying okay. specifically that he doesn't pay for sex, but he is offended that she 
thinks that he would. Yeah, it's either like, do I look yeah, like right, I need to pay tracks. for sex, or do I look like I have that much money <laughs> to pay for yeah. sex? Um, but here, Dean definitely knows the process of paying for sex. Yep. Yeah. I mean, regarding the John thing, like, I don't disagree with you on that, but also it feels like, you know, Dean, like you said, Dean doesn't need the help, like we've seen. Mm-hmm. Well, that's what I'm, like, like, I like. I think if that th- type of thing happened, it would have been pretty young. Yeah, but he's like he's like he's under... been a player since high school, as per yeah. um, after school special. But yeah. I think that was bad Dean characterization. So okay. I think I can do whatever I want forever. <laughs> I don't know. Teenagers are horrible. Dean being like worse as a as a teen than he is as an adult makes sense to me. Also, yeah, that's like valid. I think there is space for like accepting after school special as canon and trying to. Um, fit this John theory in in that like maybe Dean wasn't telling his dad he was having sex um, mm-hmm. like it's obviously he doesn't need to tell John everything so yeah. Um, but that like I said that is speculative that is not supported what is supported is that Cass has a terrible time with the sex worker <laughs> yes she runs out screaming leave me alone I mean, she has too. a terrible time with him i Jerk. don't think he even knows like what yeah. i think this he's, is the preferred he's like a little res- bit like, disheveled he's got like his his coat half off and like his tie started to be undone but he's still fully clothed and dean's like what the hell did you do and he goes i don't know i just looked her in the eyes and told her it wasn't her fault that her father gene ran off it was because he hated uh-huh. his job at the post office so <laughs> he's trying to it's be so comforting good. and like therapizing her it's <laughs> He's and such so a she's sweetheart. like, oh god, like what a jerk. Way. Um, and Dean goes, oh he, no, he's man. trying to have an intimate connection with this woman, and the, yeah. the sex worker's like, no, 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 that's not how this is supposed to go. Yeah. And Dean goes, this whole industry runs on absent fathers. Mm. Mm, okay, this mm. is obviously also in the sex work gif set. Yeah, absent fathers. This and the um the later part about something about fathers again later, right? Yeah, he and Cass have a conversation. Yes, they talk fathers. about absent fathers later. Yeah, have, right. He does say, I do know a little something about missing fathers in the same episode that he says yeah. sex work as an industry runs on missing father, on absent fathers. Like, okay. Mm-hmm. Also implying Raphael is a sex worker, I guess. <laughs> well, I mean, I think the, the, the through line here is trauma in terms of, like, you don't go, which is, like, you know, not always mm-hmm. true, but, like, his, at yeah. the very least, a, a joint like this... Most people are likely to sign up for this type of job when, like, they don't have other prospects or, like, they have some kind of trauma, uh, mm-hmm. et cetera, et cetera. So it's like that the solo industry runs off of trauma via absent fathers in the same way that, like, Dean is later empathizing with Castiel about them both having the shared trauma of having, like, absent slash poor relationship with their fathers. Right. But it is still a wild way to get to that. Like, I don't disagree with you. It's just like, yeah, that's the, like that's there's, a... there's some implications you're making there. Are you aware of them? Um, yeah. And then, so then they leave the brothel, and Dean is laughing his ass off. He has, like, his hand on Cass's shoulder and everything. It's Chester's And Cass like... is smiling at him. Like, this is one of the okay, only okay, times hold on, hold on, see hold on. smile. I need to he talk about this also. He does seem a little confused, though. Yeah, I'll go. But but I just wanted to say before that, Chastity's like response is very funny. She's like, I'll kill you. Screw you. Uh, jerk. It's like as she's, <laughs> she's going away. I don't know if they scripted that. They were just like, yell. You just like go off queen. <laughs> it's yeah. very funny. Stomp, stomp, um, stomp in her heels. But yeah, Cass, Cass never smiles. 
But when Dean's like laughing and cracking up and like, oh, I had a good time. He does. He, yeah. First of all, he like laughs a little bit and like does this little smile as they're like looking at each other. And then as they like part to like go around and like get into the car, they're like as Dean is like walking and laughing away, Cass does this little like look over his shoulder, smile at him. And it's very yeah. cute. So Cass has cute. a very private smile when Dean makes him smile. Yeah. yeah, he like smiles at the ground like he did on the bench in... No, I can't remember which episode it was. It was but the one where yeah. they're sitting together. Yeah, I love it when Cass smiles. Yeah, I love when he's happy. When he's mm-hmm. having a good it's... time. He's Cass having a good girl, time. True thing. Don't stop him now. He's having a good time. He isn't bad I want... having a ball. Um, I do think it's miserable that Dean hasn't laughed this hard in years. I want I want Dean and Cass to go to an amusement park together. Good news for yeah. fans of Ash and Emma writing. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god, we never If we ever that. get that goddamn fic published. If you want a beta read 265,000 words of Dusty <laughs> Elvan fiction, hit us up. Yep. Uh, it's just sitting in the documents. Anyway. Yep. I have no idea. Oh, witness protection. Okay, so Lindsay guesses that Sam is in witness protection from the mafia. Mm-hmm. Um, and he's like, I'm not mafia. And she goes, okay, I get it. <laughs> Which is funny. Um, and, like... <laughs> Sam tries to change the subject by going, how's your salad? It's so funny. Yeah. Yeah, there's there's something there about how, like, hunting is being compared to, like, as hunting... I was going to say an industry. Hunting as a community is mm-hmm. being compared to the mafia. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't have a coherent thought there. I just think that there's something to poke at. The the familyness of it, the way you can't leave. Mm-hmm. It's not hierarchical the way the mafia is, though. No, it's too liberal. Like it is the opposite of organized. <laughs> Disorganized crime. Yeah. Yeah. Um. Yeah. Sam's like, I did some stuff. I'm not so proud of. And this is where Lindsay pulls out her like little. It's like an Alcoholics Anonymous. Um. Yeah. Her like, sobriety coin. Chip. Yeah. Um, it's like three years sober, which like that's nice. I like ugh, I this could have gone somewhere like this. Mm-hmm. It, if this show was like more interested in this style of like character writing and exploration, like us dragging this out for a few more episodes, or I say dragging it, that's like extending this for a few more episodes. I think could have been good because it's like the the. I don't know, Sam having someone else to talk to. The boys need, we talked about them being codependent. They need other people to talk to. They need to have relationships with, like, other people and expand, like, the kind of people they hang out with. Sam getting, like, some life lessons from this lady. Cass is so good because he's having a good time with someone who isn't Sam Mm -hmm. and isn't a father figure. And, like, immediately Dean is like, oh, I haven't had this much fun in forever. Yeah, Dean, because you don't have any friends. Yeah. I also need to say the, like, uh, parallel of, like, Sam having what is, like, meant to be, anyway, a, like, romantic connection. Uh, like, that's Sam's parallel with, like, meanwhile, Dean and Cass hanging out. There's, there's, just want to point, just want to point at that. I just want to draw a red circle around that. Um, yeah, Lindsay says, like, look, Keith, I don't know you and I'm the last person to be giving advice, but I do know no one has ever done anything so bad they can't be forgiven, that they can't change. Which is like it's that yeah. that's what makes me want to like I want them spending more time together. I want them to like actually talk about this, but like that's all we get from her. Yeah. Like, Unfortunately, Lindsay doesn't have like, enough of a personality yeah. to like maintain a character. Um, but I I do like that she has like this genuine optimism and like this very 
much more positive outlook on like whatever Sam's done, it's okay. Like it's going to be okay. He can move yeah. forward, whereas Sam has to take it with him, especially because like the world is literally ending around him because of him, according yeah. to his mm-hmm. his own guilt at least. Yeah, the dramatic irony here is he did cause the end of the world. It's like, oh, nothing so bad he can't be forgiven. It's yeah, it's like, like well, the entire world no is going to die. But yeah. yeah. He also, Sam has nice eyelashes. I am obliged to point yeah. out in a scene because I always point out these. So for once, Sam has really nice eyelashes. <laughs> Diversity win. <laughs> um, Cass uses a metaphor here as they, like, set up the Raphael summon. Um, He says... There's, well, almost an open phone line between a vessel and his angel. One just has to know how to dial. Yeah, good job, Which Cass. Is good. He understands it. phones. He has to he use phones. So he's like, works. I understand how this works now. I can use this metaphor, which is fun. Yeah, mm-hmm. and then he, he like, chants in Enochian. Mm-hmm. Um, I wish I cared more about Enochian. I feel like it could be so cool, and I did, like have a little phase where i learned the alphabet so that i could write stuff in it um but unfortunately there's like no vocabulary in it because it's all based on like two people of like oh here's what we think angels talk about and angels don't talk about very many things so you can't like (laughs) write anything in it except like other bible verses yep and then Cass says, I'm here, Raphael. come and get me you little bastard yeah yeah he's (laughs) trying um there's a weird cut here that i don't Oh, I guess they need to... Okay, so Dean says, what's the average customer wait time to speak to an archangel? And Cass says, be ready, which implies that it's going to be any minute now. And then the next thing we see, Dean and Cass are driving somewhere, and Dean goes, well, that's a day I'll never get back. So, like, I think it's supposed to be a comedic cut, implying that, like, they spent all day waiting and he didn't even show up. So they gi- I, okay, like so they give thing. up. I think it didn't land well, but yeah, they gave up. But they, they give up, but then the, then the, the place that they... But then this was a... The place they go to... Was a trap though. They knew he because they put because they got the oil here. Yeah, it's a little bit it do- weird. It doesn't make any sense. Why yeah, did they it's leave? Extremely weak. Oh, I guess. Okay, I can like justify it in terms of okay. Their plan was to. Their plan was that they knew he wouldn't possess the body because he knew that the that it was a trap. And so they leave to lure him out to come to them elsewhere, but he didn't know that they had come here already to set it up beforehand. The fact that they put it in the exact spot that he teleports into, like, that doesn't make any sense, but... Yeah. I feel like it's um... it's the same plan that, like, Meg did when she pretended to fail with her deva in Shadow. Yeah. Um, Mm -hmm. Where she's like, well, if I pretend that I lost, then they will give me what I actually want. So that's what they did here. It's just like confusingly communicated out of order for the yeah, sake it's... of surprising us. And so it just confuses us. It just confuses. And also it doesn't make sense because like he could have teleported anywhere. Like the like it's just complete dumb luck that he teleports into the exact spot. Into where, the circle. Like, yeah. the, into the circle. It doesn't. Yeah. It's very. Yeah, this does. This isn't for either. Like it, I need to say this because someone might get it. It's very. It's a very JoJo's Bizarre Adventure style like oh, this just happened to work out because we wrote ourselves to a corner and it, like, it needed to work. Like, this complete stroke of coincidence is often the way, particularly early JoJo, is often how, like, characters quote-unquote outsmart each other, even if it relies on, like, just the absolute absurdity of circumstances. I will say, his arrival is so cool. It is very cool. cool. He's got, like, electric wings. It rocks. Uh Uh-huh. It rocks ass, and I love it so much. 
that forms I love it when we get them. to see angel wings. Yes. I love it when we get to know, like, a little bit about... It's... The question is, is, like, are his wings made of lightning, or do his wings conduct electricity? Yeah. Like, it's a really cool... Like, back in the day, there was a lot of fandom talk about, like, different angels' wings. Like, that was a really fun, like, headcanon space that we played around in. Um, and... There wasn't, there's not a whole lot of canon, but there was yeah. like. We get some word of God know, cast... stuff from the actors. Yeah. Like Mark Pellegrino, who plays Nick, um, Lucifer's mm-hmm. current vessel, said that Lucifer would have pink fluffy wings just because, like, <laughs> Mark Pellegrino is kind of a piece of shit and he's not as funny as he thinks he is. Um, but, like, it is a oh, silly concept, so, so that's not even, like, something I'm mad about. It's just, like, okay. And then um, um, Ka- Misha Seb... Collins said that Cass would have rainbow wings. This was before the Seb... confession. <laughs> <laughs> uh i can't remember his last name the guy who plays balthazar we, wait we've seen it wait. it's like french r-o-c-h-e we've seen Cass's shadow wings yeah but that's yeah, but the question that's is, not is like, in the like their proper dimension okay yeah okay fair but enough. i i do remember before misha collins said that a lot of people agreed that Cass's wings are black and that that's not that's not like not all angels wings are black um but uh yeah, Sebastian Roche said also that Balthazar's wings are rainbow. Um, Did he? I thought so. Or maybe that was a post that he retweeted. <gasps> there was a specific picture of like rainbow fire wings and someone was like this is what Balthazar's wings look like and I think he retweeted it. Uh but I don't know. Someone fact check me on that. Someone someone in the desticule. Um but yeah, there was a lot of like playing around with uh angels wings and like its symbology and stuff like that Mm. and there was and people would ascribe like different wing types to the different hierarchies of angels so like seraphs would have uh seraphs seraphim would have uh yeah uh would all have the same type of wings etc it's a fun like character design element to play with yeah Uh uh-huh it's also very anime it is um also speaking of his wings they take out the eastern seaboard yeah seems like oh it's so impressive you blacked out a room and rafael goes on the eastern seaboard he's very cool he has a like very flat delivery of his lines he goes like and the eastern Mm -hmm. seaboard uh mark your bingo card for another villainous black man in supernatural Mm -hmm. Mm mm-hmm um but uh yeah i like i I, despite the fact that the stupid plan doesn't make any sense i do like the way dean's just like kicking back with a beer as they as they talk like Raphael's trying to threaten them and like he's not having any of it because they got him they got him right where they want him uh dean calls Raphael a candy ass skirt which is just like yeah i didn't get that (laughs) why yeah, he says, maybe you're afraid God will bring Cass back to life again and smite you and your candy-ass skirt. By the way, hi, I'm Dean. What the fuck is a candy-ass skirt? Well, candy-ass is, like, an insult for someone who's, like, a coward. Uh, oh. I don't, I like, I don't know why it's skirt. One of those I think, things I think it's like, is... a, like a, a Meg-typical, <laughs> like, yeah. femininity as an insult. He's not even, like, wearing a skirt or anything that could be perceived as one. He's just like, what if... I made fun of you for being feminine oh, in maybe ways you aren't. About, I don't know what he's talking about. Maybe he's talking about, like, Renaissance-era paintings of angels, how they're all wearing robes. Hmm. Maybe. That makes marginally Which is more a sense. Mm. But, 
It's yeah, a sure. weird, really weird deanism. Yeah. Anyway, God's dead. Apparently. According, according to Raphael. Mm-hmm. Which I think is fascinating, the different ways that angels approach faith. Because, okay, yeah. when I say faith, like, they know that God exists. So the question of faith is not whether, like, is yeah. not in existence, but in, like, whether to follow what him, whether to, to believe, quote-unquote believe, emphasis on, like, the concept of belief. Like, it's not about whether believing the way that humans believe in God's existence, but belief in, like, whether he should be followed, whether he's right. Mm -hmm. So, like, Uriel believes that God is out there, but he's wrong, whereas Zach believes that God has left them. Cass believes that God is out there. Raphael believes that God is dead. Like, these are such interesting dynamics of, like, the different explanations for why bad things happen to good people. Mm -hmm. It's cool. The fact that, like, yeah, I really like stories about like um you know supernatural hierarchies like their leader disappears and it's like all these beings who like their only goal was to follow what the thing that created them like would like told them to do and stuff and now suddenly like there's a power vacuum here and they have to like mm-hmm. figure out what to do with themselves and uh there's yeah. what they decided to do was trigger the apocalypse yeah uh and i th- it's also interesting to note that Raphael is the highest ranking angel uh, to tell us about his thought of God, so it's kind of implied that he has the best idea, because he is, as an archangel, quote-unquote closest to God. He may be one of the four angels that have seen God's face. So, like, I think we're uh, led to believe that this is a more likely story than, like, Zachariah or Uriel, yeah. because yeah, they don't he know, has, they're not as high-ranking. Yes. Um, yeah, he says, like, let's 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 talk about these like uh let's not split them up like the way the show does mm-hmm. let's just keep talking about this Raphael scene because yeah he says do you remember the 20th century you think the 21st is going to be any better do you think god would have let any of that happen if he were alive which is stupid it's like yeah it's like a continuation of, of the way that like we weaponize the bad things that have happened especially the the 20th century meaning like the world wars um the depression mm-hmm. other wars like yeah, but we've had other earlier wars. Did you think God was dead for the Crusades? Yeah. Yeah. Like, I don't know, man. The Black Plague was pretty bad. Yeah. It's like, I what explanation like the, do you... Relying like... on, like, the 20th century as, like, the epitome of horror. And it's like, obviously, World Wars One and Two were bad. Like, I'm not saying that, like, they weren't uniquely bad. I'm just saying, like, it's it's... We rely on them because they're recent, you know? Like, if this mm-hmm. was a story set in like 1700 we would yeah. probably be saying like oh god was dead since the crusades but like we have this new standard which is the 20th century i don't know yeah and it's also like or like what if the story was set in the 24th century would we still be using the 20th yeah. century as the example like i don't know yeah it's um and it also like i don't know this is a, this is just something that always happens but it just takes away the like the human aspect of like Wars don't exist in a vacuum. They don't get started because God is absent. They get started because of all the social political yeah. factors that cause people to want to start wars. Like, it's not like yeah, it's very silly. Yeah, yeah. Uh, you it's, could. Uh, it's always going to be a thing. You in could fantasy, but you could make the argument that there there are occasions of like god intervening in conflicts like in the bible or like stepping in mm-hmm. when like things are too bad like you know the flood etc um that it's like you can see that with the angels but like the fact that it's so recent the fact that it's just the 20th century 
is is silly. There's, there's been lots of other conflicts that were not intervened yeah, like, did on. We, in, did in, we like kill God manner. in World War One? Like, what happened here? Yeah. Yeah. Um, Dean's response to the um, accusation that God would not have let this happen if he were alive is, well, who invented this sex trick? So. Yeah. <sighs> oh, that's what that is. Yeah, yeah, I had to just look it up right now. <laughs> I found it in my notes. Going back a little bit, because I, I skipped it by mistake, um, on the note of, like, villainous black man um rafael says surely you remember zachariah giving you stomach cancer yes, he doesn't yeah. have anything close to my imagination like the, the idea that like he's crueler than zach is not good yeah which like he's also more powerful from than zach which is how yeah, like i guess he, you can get there but like, i'm not disagreeing with you at all yeah um yeah and this is where dean says daddy ran away and disappeared he didn't happen to work for the post office did he which <laughs> yeah, is the thing like, I like in terms of like the parallels of uh -huh. something really small versus something really big in the same way I like the John God comparisons. Mm -hmm. Yeah. But uh, yeah. It's it, also such a, a niche joke that literally only he and Cass yeah, he get. does it. Yeah, he does it for himself and Cass, which is, which is it's cute. Um, uh -huh. But yeah, this is what I was talking about earlier. So Raphael says like, um, we're tired. We just want it to be over. We just want paradise. Yeah. That's the the yeah. fact that the angels have done this like selfishly because like they don't know what to do. And he's is very interesting. at Cass specifically when he says paradise. Yeah, that's when he looks over at him and he's like trying to get him back on his side. He's like, "Come on, Cass, paradise." He puts some doubt in Cass's mind here. Uh, it's like, "Do you think Lucifer raised you? He needs all the rebellious angels he can find," which is good. That's a so good like good. argument yeah. to take. And um, Cass doesn't want to hear that. And it's great because we uh. I think we get it refuted when Sam and Lucifer talk, but of course Cass doesn't know that because he's not present for that conversation. Yeah. But, like, I think Lucifer says something that says that, like, he can't, he couldn't have brought Cass back, or he didn't, like, he wouldn't have. Um, but I can't remember. I just remember that tickling my brain. We'll have to look. I don't know if that's this episode. It doesn't sound familiar, but I could be wrong there. Uh, and so... <laughs> He doesn't want to hear this, and Cass goes, don't leave, sorry, Raphael goes, don't leave me here, I'll find you, and Cass says, maybe one day, but today you're my little bitch, <laughs> which is so, which so is, funny. It's so funny, it's, it's so, like he's like, absolutely trying to be good, cool like his friend so Dean. Funny. Um, and Dean goes, what he like said. A, yeah, there's a pause on Dean's face, it's like, what, did Cass just say that? It's, it's like, normally he's he would say, like, the so quote-unquote cool line. It's so yeah, funny. it's just like what he said. That's his uh -huh. friend Cass. This line handshake uh, the end of this season. Yeah. It's it's yeah. very funny the way they just leave him here, like, stuck in this stupid... Like, I guess he would have yeah, to... This is, like, the same thing they did to Gordon, though, so... That's true. Yeah. It's not a good... It's not a good look, Supernatural. He's an angel, so it's not, like... It's not as, like, dehumanizing as what they did to Gordon, but, yeah. yeah like, he's, yeah. he's not gonna need the bathroom because he's an angel, but it's, um... Still not good. I don't like mm -hmm. he's not here forever because we're obviously going to see this character again. So I'm interested in how he got out. Did he like blow up the house? I think probably what happened is he just made it storm so much it flooded and put the water, the, the <laughs> fire out. Yeah, but see, I think it would be easier to flood it if there's no roof. That's true. He probably did, did blow the roof out. Or also, <laughs> he's Raphael. Like maybe other angels would go looking for him and find him. And yeah, but they uh, can't yeah. touch or cross Call the fire either. I guess they can, yeah, but they they can, can bring water. <laughs> Yeah. yeah, I'm just imagining like a whole bunch of angels like a bucket line. in with a fire extinguisher. Yeah, a bucket line. Yeah. 
Um. Anyway, over to Sam. Are we going uh, back Tim's to back. Sam? One of the okay. hunters is back. Um. Oh, well, I mean, that's the that's the end of the. We have another Dean and Cass conversation. Well, yeah, but that's, that's the denouement. That's after. So yeah, we'll we'll go back to Sam. Um. So yeah. Tim there's comes a there's. In, Steve died. Reggie is about to come in. Reggie is the black one. He has Lindsay. Yeah, well, there, okay, hold on. Before that, because there's a thing I like here of, um, yeah, Tim comes in, says something you want to tell me, Sam. And um, <laughs> Sam says, geez, because this is, this is, that's the show's rating. It's funny. He's like, are you okay? Where are Reggie and Steve? Tim goes, oh, Steve's good. He's, uh, his guts are lying roadside outside the holly five and dime, which is a good, like, supernatural Americana line. I liked that. Um, but I like also that he doesn't answer with Reggie. Uh, that is a good like misdirection, like for when Reggie like comes in later with Lindsay hostage. Um, yeah, the rest Sam of this says is bad sorry, in terms and Tim of like, goes, "Sorry, don't cut it." And then they talk a little bit more, and Sam goes, "I'm sorry." And Tim says, "Saying it twice don't make it so, Sam." No. Um, he's been saying sorry a lot. He apologized to Bobby and to the Hunter yeah. crew when he said he wasn't going to be part of this group. He keeps apologizing. I'm sorry, Sam. Um, yeah, here we have a, a white woman being held hostage by a black man in a way that the show yeah. continues to, to do, and we continue to sigh as we are like, eh, yeah. Uh, Tim says that the demon told us some crazy things about you, and Sam very quickly goes, demons lie. Demons lie. <laughs> he's, mm -hmm. he's such a bad liar. But when they threaten Lindsay, it's like, it's true, what the demon said, it's all true. Uh, Tim wants him to say it. Like, you're going to hate me any less? Am I going to hate myself any less? What do you want? And it's Oy. so sad. Poor Sammy. <laughs> and so he does say it. And then they try to force feed him demon blood. It's yeah. weird. It's like this weird, like, assault metaphor, maybe? Like, it's... Mm. They want him to go, like, kill the demons, but it's very silly because if he drinks this, like, he can he'll, he can use his powers on them, too. Yeah. It's, it's, a, it's not a very good plan. It also, oh, I guess the demon told him. Also, Reggie's the one who attacks him first, so strike another mm -hmm. bad yep. note down. So he he spits the blood out. So I guess he didn't drink it, so it doesn't yeah. have an effect on him. I feel like it was in his mouth. It should have had some effect, but all right. Well, he does go like framing wise. He does go ape shit after. That's true. It gets he does like mouth, attack so, them. Like, mm -hmm. He's got blood I don't all over know. his face, and Lindsay's like, "What the fuck? What the fuck? What the fuck?" It's it's yeah. Good. I love blood freak Sammy. It's sort of, mm -hmm. I think it's intentionally supposed to be unclear, which I don't mind. Yeah. Yeah. Tim, on his way out, goes, don't think we won't be back. And Sam goes, don't think I won't be here. <laughs> and then he's not. And then he's not. He's not. It's, he it's such a bad retort. He's so, like, he's trying to be tough, and it just comes off as funny. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I think that's intentional, though. Sam's a big old dark. He's not good at, at he's comebacks. Yeah. Yeah. He's not Peter he's Parker. He's just a little teddy bear. This is very liner, brother. This whole plot line, I, like I like where it ends up with Sam, but the, the we talk. The, <laughs> I think my thesis on this show is that like the middle, the the way they get there is almost always dumb and bad. Even if I like what where we end mm -hmm. up, like <laughs> I feel because the goal here that they're writing toward is like getting Sam out of here, getting him back involved, and I like all of the pieces that they use to do that but the end product is like sloppily put together like these hunters don't matter except for the fact that as uh, like as side characters basically always are in the show as like solely to push the boys in the direction the plot needs them to go like Lindsay doesn't matter after this none of these hunters matter after this yeah 
And I mean, this is just... Mm, was it Hunted? Where those hunters showed up for Sam for being a blood freak? This is just Hunted 2.0. Yeah. Unless yeah. Hunted was a Gordon episode? I don't know. Yeah. Actually, I might yeah, be just was... thinking of this episode. Cause I, well, like, no, because Gordon and... And uh, not I'm McCree, not talking about Gordon and, and his friends. I'm, okay. I think I was literally thinking of this episode, but I think oh, I referenced this episode in whatever episode did have something previously. So it's I all that. muddled in my brain. Um, are we good to move to the Dean and Cass? I do think it's interesting that the hunters want him to go like solve the problem. Like they're they're mad at him for causing the apocalypse, but they're also like, well, you might as well use those blood freak powers of yours. Yeah, it's good because, like, he just got out of that mindset himself. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But, uh, yeah, we can talk about the Denouement now. Okay. I'm not a fan of the fact that Dean refers to Cass's plan as a crusade. I just don't like the word crusade. That's fair. Um, That's valid. And he goes, I do know a little something about missing fathers, like we said. He said, I mean, there were times when I was looking for my dad when all logic said that he was dead, but I knew in my heart he was still alive. Who cares what some Ninja Turtle says, Cass? What do you believe? And Cass says, I believe he's out there. And so Dean tells him to go find him. And he's really good, even without his brother, especially without his brother. He spent so much time worrying about Sam, but now he's having fun. And Cass isn't even that much fun. And now that he's alone, he's happy. And meanwhile... While he's saying this, Cass disappears. And it, he, he, he says, now that I'm alone, I'm happy. And then Cass leaves. And Dean is no longer smiling. Oh, gives Cass a little pep talk. He says he's good. And then he's all by himself again. He's like, hmm. Cass is the king of the Irish goodbye. <laughs> he likes hanging out with Cass better than he likes hanging out with Dean, with Sam. Yeah. Mm-hmm. He's known Sam he's all, had his, to hang all his out with life. Sam Cass, like, yeah, Cass is new. Years, so. 20, 20 something years. Cass is new. Cass is some enrichment in the Dean enclosure. <laughs> so, was there anything else here? Can I? Can I? Because there's a thing I want to talk about in the next scene. I'm good to move to Sam. Yeah, go right ahead. This is so sad. It's so sad. Because Sam, Sam wakes up from his like dream and like by instinct, like no, and like notices that Jessica's there next to him, and like by instinct, like just like this is the normal thing to do because it's like. This is what he would have done all the time is like he wakes up, sees her there and like snuggles up to her and like gives her a kiss on like either the cheek or the neck. The transcript says neck. neck. Yeah. 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 It's like that area. And it's like like he didn't even like it's just it's him falling back into like an old habit that just like feels right. Like without him even thinking about it because he just woke up from being asleep and it's so sad. Yeah. He like leans into her touch when she has like her hands on his face. It's he misses her yeah they were gonna get married they were gonna get married yeah. uh sam says sam says god knows how much i miss you interesting god specifically mm. yeah um, just like fun word choice for this show um and he goes but you're wrong people can't change there's reason for hope and she says no sam, no, there, sam isn't, there isn't and turns into nick oh. yeah <sighs> Oh, but he's he's not even facing her while she does this transformation. Yeah, she's got his ha- her hand on his shoulder, and then she melts into Nick, and Sam doesn't even notice until he turns around to look. Yeah, he says, how can you be so sure? And Nick says, because you freed me, and he turns around. Yep. <sighs> Sam looks so scared in this scene. He's just, oh That's my god. The devil. Yeah. yeah, this, this is, is where, where Lucifer we learn tells that... him about um, Nick not being a proper vessel for him. He says, yeah. my vessel, my true vessel. 
I have seen a really cool theory about some of this, but it involves a little bit more spoilers, so I will have to hold off. Um, but yeah, it's, it's it's the Sam and Dean show. It's Michael Sam and Dean show. Of course, also, he's the vessel. One like when it's Lucifer and a vessel, like Lucifer trying to convince his vessel, it's once again grayscale. Same way it yeah. was for Nick. Um, there's a there's a Chuck parallel here. Uh, where Sam says, I will kill myself before letting you in. And Lucifer's like, I'll just bring you back. Yeah, and Sam is so horrified at that. There's no way out for him. I'm so yep. sad. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And Lucifer's just, like, very calmly insisting. Like, Yeah, he says, you know, my heart breaks I will breaks never lie to you. you, I will never trick you, but I, you will say yes to me. And Sam, like, is shaky and horrified, and he goes, you're wrong. And Lucifer goes, I'm not. He's He's not even, like, arguing. He's just like, yeah. I'm not. I know I'm right. I think I know you yeah. better he's than you know very, yourself. Yeah, he's very sure of himself. <laughs> yeah, in a way it's that's scary. Very, uh, yeah. It's um, and Sam goes, why me? And Lucifer says, because it had to be you, Sam. It always had to be you. That's what Ruby said. Oh, yeah. Yep. It had to be him. It's your protagonist syndrome, Sammy. It's going to yep. get you. Yep. Mm-hmm. Like, there's no real way of reading that line other than the meta narrative, because it doesn't make any sense. Why did it have to be him? He's the vessel because he has... Like because he's the vessel, that's why it has to be him. Because he's because it's him. Like that's completely circular. It has to well, be I mean, him because he's the... the main character. No, I know why. But even then, why did it have to be him? It's specifically Sam because it's Sam. Yeah. Yeah. It's tautology. <clears throat> yeah. I guess this is like this is where my question from earlier. Like Dean and Sam have the same blood. Like I, I guess angel vessel bloodline stuff is your potent. I mean, I guess Dean maybe not would not be a good vessel vessel for Lucifer and vice versa, but they do both have the angel blood in them. Yep. To mm-hmm. me, I could see it being like, okay, Sam was corrupted, so of course, like having the angel blood in him, getting mixed with the demon blood, makes him the perfect vessel vessel for Lucifer. Like, sure, I'll, all right, fine, I'll I'll accept that. Can I spoil something? I think it would be easier to talk about, but I can hold on. Yeah, if sure. You don't want spoiled. Okay, so heads up for spoilers for something that's gonna be revealed in season five anyway um basically john's bloodline is the michael bloodline and yeah mary's bloodline is the lucifer uh, bloodline which is why like there's one of each so it's like some some punnett square bullshit yeah um, where <laughs> dean got the angel dna um, john's john's yeah. <laughs> the, the, the actually no that wouldn't work sam would have to be a woman for that to make sense i was gonna make the disney joke of like the the dog dad has the the dog son and the cat the cat mom has the cat daughter yeah um another win for trans sam i guess yeah i guess like it's mm, it's stupid and it doesn't make sense because that's not how blood works (laughs) like it's whatever but at least there is like an explanation for why it's the two of them from the same family and like the yeah. the idea there is then that like all of these bloodlines through the centuries have been working towards getting a Michael bloodline and a Lucifer bloodline paired so that you have siblings to host the sibling angels, which is it is interesting and it does slap. So we will continue to talk about that when we actually find out about it. Wait, aren't all angels like quote unquote siblings? They're siblings yeah, in the, the way that like a corporate like some some shitty corporate. Oh yeah, sure. That, like we're all a family. Yeah. Um, but like the archangels, the archangels consider themselves brothers in a way that like they, the rest of the angels don't really. Even if yeah. they, well, say brother, said, okay. they say brother, they say brother, whatever. And they all have the different. same dad. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, it it's. I think it's more of like 
because of how few archangels sure there are, no that makes sense more as like a solid family unit. that makes sense like the tier system makes it make sense but it yeah yeah like they're all siblings but these four actually like think of themselves as siblings yeah yeah all right whereas all the other angels are siblings in like the spiritual sense actually i just had who's the last one we've got our, we got yeah. michael we got Raphael, we got lucifer we got gabriel Oh, Gabriel. Gabriel, of course. Right. Of course, of course, of course. I wonder if those are the four who have seen God's face. Like, are we counting Probably. Lucifer as an yeah. angel who's seen God's face? Probably, right? I think that's implied. That's what, I think that's what Anna... I think that's what's implied when Anna says that there are only four yeah. angels. Unless but isn't you... there the other leader who's not one of those guys? Yeah. So maybe that's it's more not counting Lucifer if they're no longer counting Lucifer that's as an fair. angel. Like, Lucifer yeah. still calls himself an angel, but that's Lucifer. Yeah. I mean, he is, like, what, what, because he's not a like demon. He probably, yeah. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. It's a little bit, it's a little bit weird, but, you know, it's yeah. fine. Anyway, this was a good episode. Uh, even if some of the Sam stuff was, like, eh, with Lindsay and, like, the Hunters being two-dimensional characters, it's like, like I said, I like where it ended up. The parallels were good, but Sam Lucifer stuff was very good. Um, poor Sam. And this is one of the cast episodes. This is the episode one that has made me realize, episodes. like, okay, I get, I get where you two are coming from now. Yeah. Just wait. It gets worse. I bet it does. Jeremy I mean, the, the thing is, to cast girl Wyatt. They're a they're a buddy cop duo, and it's great. Like they oh, have the they have the um the the Harry Dubois Kim Kitsuragi like goofy guy like straight laced guy like down completely. That's for all you Disco Elysium heads out there. Uh, yeah, it's good. It's a good, like... I thought you were making a Lupin the Third no. reference. Which is also in character for you. <laughs> there's no there's no buddy cop in that. Um, yeah, it's good. Like, the dynamic works. Like, yeah, it's, a, it's, it's tried a and dynamic. true. We do get to see uh, Cass and Dean working together on a case at least one more time, and it's iconic then, too. Are you talking about Tombstone? Oh, no, I forgot about Tombstone. <gasps> no, I'm talking about interrogating the cat. Oh, naturally. <laughs> okay. Um, actor act facts for this episode. Um, I have a bunch. There's, there's a lot. There's a whole bunch yeah. of characters. Um, so Reggie, the uh, the black hunter, as we said, uh, who has no lines. I think. I think he has. Or he might have he a might couple, have early, in like that... in the first appearance, but not yeah. in the fight scene. Yeah. Uh, anyway, he is played by Colin Lawrence, who is John Middleton in Virgin River, Coach Clayton in Riverdale, and Skulls in Battlestar Galactica. Uh, got another Battlestar actor. I haven't had one of those in a while. Um, Donnie, Raphael's uh, brief vessel slash Raphael himself, uh, was played by Damore Barnes, who is Christian Garland in Law & Order SVU, Mr. Uh, Ibis in American Gods, uh, which is cool, uh, and uh, Benjamin Hardaway in The Associates, which he was the protagonist of, and Whitley in 12 Monkeys. Um, I checked. Um, Reggie does have lines, but it's just... Okay. Um, Bobby told us you were off limits. Is that true? And yeah, you're sorry. You heard it the first time. Yeah, okay. He's got two lines. Um, the white hunter who doesn't die, Tim, was played by Scott Michael Campbell, who is Brad in Shameless, uh, and also was in Brokeback Mountain as a guy named Monroe. Uh, the white hunter who does die, Steve, was played by Sean Campbell, who is a bartender in the Sonic movie. Oh, shit. <laughs> and next time I watch the Sonic movie, I can't wait to announce that to everyone. Yeah, look, <laughs> yeah, it was like this guy was in an episode of Supernatural. Uh, he's also Dan Samuels in a couple episodes of Dirk Gently. And Kevin Green in Infinite Rivius, which is an anime that's like Lord of the Flies on a spaceship, uh, which sounds cool. Oh, yeah. I don't know if it's any good, but 
I, I just learned about it from this. Um, Deputy Framingham, the, the cop who they, like, do their best to lie to, uh, is Peter Bryant, who is Principal Waldo Weatherby in Riverdale. He's also the drill sergeant in the Sonic movie. Ah, shit. There's too many Sonic actors. I know, <laughs> it's wild. I'm pretty sure he's in the tra- he's in one of the trailers. I remembered a drill sergeant from one of the trailers. Did they film did they film Sonic in uh, in Vancouver? I don't know. Um Hold on. Yeah, you could check while I finish this. Uh finally the cor- the coroner who shows up extremely briefly in this episode. I don't even remember when the coroner shows up. Yep, Vancouver. Was that the guy at the when they go see Raphael's vessel? There's a coroner? It's it said on IMDb there's a coroner. Oh, 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 oh. I think it's in the um the montage there's a doctor. Oh. Yeah. No, you're right. Yeah, at the start in the montage. So no lines, just a yep. dude. Um He does have a line. He said, "Yes, how can I help oh, you, detective?" Oh, right. Right. Okay. <laughs> right, yeah, cuz there's dialogue in the montage. Um so this is a prolific um uh anime dub voice actor. Um, he was, uh, he's Yamcha in the Canadian dub of Dragon Ball. He's, uh, Chang Wufei in Gundam Wing. Uh, he's Master Keaton. He's Rei Yuki in Gundam Seed. Uh, and he is, he's Neil, the descendant of Narcissus in the Canadian animated television show Class of the Titans, which I watched religiously as a child. <laughs> Shoutouts to Childhood Wyatt. But, uh. Yeah, that's that's episode three. Uh, we're going to take a break now. When we come back, we'll talk about episode four, The End, which I know you two are vibrating to talk about. <laughs> I am too. Yes. Yes, I am. Edlands was directed by Steve Boyum. Uh, the recap has like some reminder of what Croatoan is, something about the cult, yeah. something reminding us that Sam and Zine are vessels and that they have split up. Then we see an evangelical on a street corner asks Dean if he's thought about God's plan for him, which he is annoyed by. Dean and Cass then chat on the phone about the cult, which Cass says the demons have and might be able to kill the devil, so they're going to go for it. Um, Cass is going to wait here on the side of the road and come by in the morning to get Dean after his four hours of sleep. In the middle of the night, Dean gets another call. It's Sam this time telling him about the Lucifer vessel revelation. Sam wants back in, but Dean says that they're not stronger together. They're better apart to keep Michael and Lucifer away from each other. Sam is sad. Dean goes back to sleep. But when Dean wakes up, he is in some apocalyptic future. Title card. A little girl in an alley attacks Dean. Then a bunch of guys show up and start chasing him as he sees the word Croatoan painted huge on the wall. So they're infected by the demon virus. A bunch of people in army gear gun down the people chasing him to the song Do You Love Me? The Like Now That I Can Dance song. It's very fun. Um, and then Dean goes gets away and finds a sign that says that this is 2014. Wow. The future. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's the future. 2014. It's five years from where he came from. So it is the future for him. And he steals the car. Zach shows up in the car to tell him that he found him through this the Christian guy who was talking to him at the start. And that this is to show him what happens if he continues this path. He'll come get him in three days. So Dean goes to Bobby's house and finds his wheelchair with bloody bullet holes in it. Rip to end verse Bobby. Rip. Um, he also finds a picture of Bobby and Cass and some other guys next to a sign that says Camp Chautauqua. So Dean heads over there. 
baby is like smashed up or rusted over or something. The scene was yeah. really too dark for me to see the problem, but it's in bad shape, which is the point. Yep. And as Dean warns her, he gets whacked upside the head by 2014 Dean, who is a mean, yep. tough guy with an even lower voice. I'm going to be saying yes, our yes. Dean and future Dean to distinguish between them, maybe Enver's Dean. Um, there's two deans so our dean wakes up handcuffed and future dean is like hey what the fuck and so dean convinces him that zach sent him it's really him because he knows about their panty kink thank you ben edland Um, Uh uh-huh and (laughs) and enver's dean tells him that sam didn't make it out of a showdown in detroit that he wasn't there for because he and sam hadn't spoken in five years implying that our dean just had his last talk with sam as per this timeline Enver's dean leaves dean cuffed but dean pries out a nail and picks it so the 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 cuff and so he goes to meet Enver's Chuck who asks him about supplies as though Enver's Dean is the camp leader and then Chuck acts as a human shield when a woman starts berating Dean for being a slut. Dean asks Chuck about Cass and he finds Enver's Cass who is organizing a very heterosexual orgy um, in like very mm-hmm. weird racist ways um, he's high he's laughing more than Cass usually does but like in a miserable way we are going to talk about Enver's Cass yeah. he immediately recognizes that Dean is not the usual Enverse Dean, but he can't send him back because life happens to him. Uh, Enverse Dean comes back from his mission. He shoots one of his men and while Dean tries to warn the guy, which means that the other soldiers saw him. Enverse Dean like, shuts down any questions before they can happen and tells Dean that the guy was a croat, meaning infected with croton virus, and he knows the drill at this point. He's, it's routine to have to kill one of his team members. Um, but he did retrieve the cult on this mission, and so tonight he's finally going to kill the devil. Enver's Dean, Enver's Cass, um, Risa, and our Dean plan maybe some other people. Those are the ones who talk, I think. Um, Enver's Cass says that... I'm just going to say Cass at this point. It's the only Cass so far. Um, says that Enver's Dean is back to torturing. He's getting information out of demons. Dean is not pleased to find this out. Uh, the plan is apparently to just like stroll in and kill Lucifer, which Cass thinks is stupid, but of course he's coming anyway. For some reason, Enver's Dean wants Dean to come too, and so when the others are out of the room, he explains that he wants Dean to see Sam, who is not dead, but he actually said yes to Lucifer, um, so he's possessed. Enver's Dean says that when Dean goes back to 2009, he has to say yes first to stop this from happening. The angels aren't listening to him anymore, so he can't say yes, but our Dean can. Uh, Chuck tells Dean to hoard toilet paper, haha, and then Cass takes a bunch of drugs and says he isn't an angel really anymore. He's mostly human. He's like burying himself in, quote, women and decadence. Dean is very off put by this sexy beast of a Castiel. Enver's Dean lays out the plan, and Dean, off to the side, calls him out on lying. So Enver's Dean admits that the real plan is to use the others as a decoy. This is a trap. The Deans are going through the back. Um, Dean is horrified that Enver's Dean would use his friends and Cass too by sending them to their deaths, and Enverstein insists that they trust him to do what needs to be done to kill the devil, which is what they're going to do, and so Dean wants to warn them still, and Enverstein knocks him out so he can't do that. By the time he wakes up, they're already inside. He runs around until he finds a garden where he sees Lucifer in Sam's body. Sam is wearing a white suit. Samifer um, breaks Enverstein's neck under his shoe and turns to see our Dean, and they talk. Lucifer does his little I love God so much monologue, and Dean is not impressed. Lucifer is not scared of Dean, but Dean says, you better kill me now or I'll find a way to stop you. Samifer says, whatever you do, whatever details you alter, we will always end up here, Um, which is good. And Dean is crying, and Lucifer says, see you in five years, and Zach zaps him back. Zach says, okay, so say yes now, and Lucifer... Sorry, skipped the line in my notes. And Dean considers for like a really long time, but then he goes, nah, which infuriates Zechariah, who's 
about to do something yeah. bad to him because they have him now. Um, they know where he is. But just in time, Cass flies Dean to him on the side of yeah. the room where he's been waiting all night because they had an appointment. And Dean is like majorly relieved to see normal Cass again and tells him don't ever change with like a hand on his shoulder. And it makes Cass happy. Yeah. Then Dean calls Sam to come back so that Enverse won't happen the same, at least. And they're going to be together even if they are each other's weaknesses. And Dean says, we make our own future. Sam yeah. says, guess we have no choice. The end. Uh-huh. This is a good episode. This is a really good mm-hmm. episode. Good enough to inspire a million word fan fiction. Shout out yeah. to Don to Abancourt. I've been waiting for so long. <sighs> All right, show us. Enverse cast sounds like Eric Andre. Okay. He does the his yeah. voice. He has this like same weird like croaky voice. There was something weird about Cass's voice in this episode, so I'll believe you. But I don't know what you're talking about, unfortunately. I just I just don't consume enough Eric Andre voice. Button. <laughs> <laughs> okay, it worked on Ash at least. <laughs> yep. He does though, right? I just, I need no, I need to on, get go watch an Eric Andre. I need to get Misha Collins going. Let me in. <laughs> Like it was, it was the entire time I was watching. I was like, "What does that voice remind me of?" And I was just sitting here there thinking about it until it finally clicked. <laughs> well, this episode is really, really, really good. It's very tasty. We have extremely little Sam, which, um, sorry, Sam girls, I do like it. <laughs> <laughs> I don't have to look at Jarfhead the whole time. So, uh-huh. um, Samifer is good. I will say, I like when Jared is acting in ways that aren't Sam. Because that just means that he gets to be bad at Sam, which is nice. Um, I've come back from watching an Eric Andre skit, and unfortunately, Wyatt made that. I am. <laughs> yeah, the Enverse is, like, such a compelling concept. It's cool. It's... Because there's this five-year blank that you can fill in however you want. How did mm-hmm. we get from where we left off to what's happening here? Um, and so... That, I believe, is the premise of, like Ash said, Down to Agincourt, the, like, 1.2 million work-in-progress series um, set entirely in this universe. Um, it's like, um... I can't read that. I just can't sit through that much. Sorry. I've heard it's good. Congratulations to those of you who have read <laughs> some or all of it. And, for, like, Modern for the love of God, show. congratulations to the author. But... Yeah, that's a lot of words. Yeah, I can't read that, but... I'm glad y'all are having fun. Yeah, this extremely attracts to me. <laughs> I knew I knew this was going to be a thing immediately the moment I realized what was happening. It's kind of like the dream bubbles in Homestuck where it's just like, this is perfect fan fiction fodder. Yeah, we have a lot of great alternate universes in canon where we have like mm-hmm. the Jinverse stuff or mm-hmm. um, the Dean Smith universe or Nverse. Um, yeah, it's fun to have a show that plays with its own reality. I do, this is one of my, like, time travel pet peeves, um, in that, uh, the, I don't like in time travel story, and, like, I don't care that much because it's supernatural, like, the point, like, there's, the metaphysics are not consistent, I know, but, um, the, the, in time travel stories, I don't like when the past and the future are treated as separate things, um, because either... Either um, you should be able to change things no matter which direction you go, or you shouldn't be able to change things at all regardless. Either make the universe completely deterministic, or make it not matter which direction you go in. Because the the past is only important because we humans perceive time going in a single direction. But theoretically, the past and the future don't have any, like, like, there's no difference between them. 
It's just we haven't experienced the future yet. Yeah, exactly. It's just that, like, we exist in our present. Yeah. Um, I will say there's some interesting things being done with the time travel and the idea of, like, a deterministic future. We're going to see some elements of Enverse, maybe. Um, but, yeah, this is... The interesting thing is that, like, Dean is going not to the past like he did with his parents and therefore could change things in his present, like making sure that the Impala gets bought, but has the potential of changing the future, even though he doesn't really do anything there. Um, but future Dean uses him as a way of trying to change the past, even though he also says, I know you're not actually going to say yes, because that's not who we are. You you won't do that because I didn't do that, um, which is interesting. There's... I don't have a source for this anymore, but apparently when, like, an early draft, maybe, was, like, more complicated in the time travel. Okay. And, um, let's see if I can find it. It's I mean, just to tri- say on the, the Impala thing, oh, like, well. the... Yeah, one right. second. The time travel was originally more complicated, I think, and then, um, maybe in the DVD commentary or something. Um, but, like, when it was being pitched, they, like wanted to draw a diagram to like explain how the time travel works and somebody was like are you going to draw this diagram for the audience so like they made it what it is now <laughs> which is you a know, that's solid point valid. i wish they did that for moffat um yeah 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 like this is this is genuinely i don't mind this this is good time travel because i it's don't mind deliberately it. just... playing with causality and um determinism and like it's it's poking at those issues on purpose yes. instead of just like you can or you can't change the past it's like questioning can you change the past can you change the future knowing what you know from a future like if the future no longer exists Mm -hmm. because you did something to change it well how could you you know so in this case we have an advantage because this is not just like quote-unquote science time travel this is an angel dropping him into a future where he hadn't seen that future um like enverse dean was not was a version of dean who hadn't been sent to the future in 2009 you know yes so he didn't have that advantage of knowing the future, so he acted in a specific way. Uh, and then our Dean gets metaphysically lifted out of his own timeline to follow that timeline. Instead, he gets jumped onto a different branch of the multiverse and then put back on his own thing so that he knows to not take that branch. Yeah, which is fair, and I accept that. It's just like the the thesis of... Um, I forget the episode name, but the one where Dean is sent back to see his parents is that like he could never have changed anything. Like everything yeah, that's, that he's he going did to was the meant past. to happen. Yes, and it's like mm-hmm. I I get it. Like I get why the future should feel different from the past. I just don't personally think that should be the case when you're writing. Well, uh, time does travel. it help fine, if like... I if I like point really hard at where Lucifer is saying we will always end up here no matter what you change? No, it's true, but the, the angels send him there so he could change things, so he could agree. But it doesn't work. Yeah, no, that's true. Well, like, Which I'm is fine, also very I'm also fine with... The question of, like, yeah. character as determined. Because, like, future Dean is like, I know you're not going to say yes, even with all this new information, because that's not who we are. Like, you won't say yes because when I was you, I wasn't the kind of person who would say yes. Yeah. No, and I he's like right. that. It's... Future Dean is right. Dean doesn't say he yes. He is right. But he does make a different change. Yeah. Which yes. is interesting. Yeah, I, I'm, f- I'm chill with world line stuff. Like, I'm good with this being a doomed timeline. I think that's fun. It's just like, it's been unclear whether or not there's a multiverse in this setting, in the setting's metaphysics related to the previous occurrences of time travel. 
but I'm done. I'm okay, done talking the trivia about this. section says that, that the commentary from Bedland and Kripke says that this is an alternate universe model rather than time travel. Um, sure. And I'm, Bedland I'm, on again, Twitter I'm cool said that. that the end is an alternate reality similar to French Mistake, which we will get to. Um, so it's a potential future of an alternate reality because, like I said, yeah, it's a world. Enver's dean it. is a dean who hadn't done this, so it's an alternate dean in the future. Um, like I said before, my notes, I have three of them, and they're all about past, so <laughs> I'm not going to bother reading from my notes. Um, but I do have the transcript open. I will be useful. All right, yeah, okay. Chronologically here. Um... Yep. I like the bit about, um, have you thought about God's plan for you? It's it's cutesy. Oh, yeah. My, yeah. My fr- Dean says yeah. too friggin' much. Well, I, I also really like that this guy is how, like, the, the angels have spies, and they're like... Um, the the quote unquote crackpot like style um like religious fanatics. Yeah, uh-huh. he says something the, about fringier Christian groups. Yeah, he says it with such distaste. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Me too, King. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I love how even the angels are like, yeah. Mm. Um, they're like, we've really had to resort to using Christians. Thing. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> so true. Hey, you don't don't do talk about Jimmy Novak like that. I will talk about Jimmy Novak like that. Okay, I can't stop you. <laughs> I love Cass on his little cell phone. Yes. So true. It's so good. The Even Dean likes it. He says it's kind of funny talking to a messenger of God on a cell phone. It's like this watching isn't a, funny, a hell's angel watch, ride a moped and Dean, Cass goes, you can say it. Yeah, he goes, this isn't funny, Dean. The voice says I'm almost out of minutes. It's so <laughs> Which good. Which made me burst it's out so laughing. It's so good. It's one of the classic so Cass good. lines. Yep, iconic cast line. The voice. Also, like, it's... specifically the voice says, meaning, like, the voice in the phone, right? But the idea of, like, uh-huh. an angel referring to the voice would invoke, like, God's word, you know, the Metatron, if not God himself. Um, mm-hmm. But no, the voice the voice says he's almost out of minutes. It's so good. I love it's so cosmic beings forced to interact with tiny, tiny yeah. like, human shit. Season five cast, my beloved. Season five cast, my beloved. Also season nine cast. My um, I was just gonna say my my first note here is regarding the recap, which is Croatoan, the cult. <laughs> which uh, yeah, those things are both gonna be relevant. It's it's so I guess the cult. I had always thought that the knife is has the same mojo as the cult. Like I thought no. that was always the point, but I guess that the knife can only kill demons, but the cult can kill anything. Uh-huh. Yeah. Samuel Colt is more With powerful like you could kill than an demons angel themselves. with the cult. Yeah. Which sure, okay. I'm fine with the cult coming back. I do yeah. think it's funny that like Sam brought it up in a previous episode also. It's like, yeah, remember the cult? Well, to continue to remember the cult. It's probably going to matter. <laughs> we got a new what's the word I'm looking for? MacGuffin. MacGuffin, thank you. Yeah. Good timing. <laughs> <laughs> and then um, like while they're talking a car goes past Cass and he's like I, d- I didn't get that yeah, yeah. <laughs> he's so annoyed by not having perfect communication yes bestie mm-hmm. suffer the tribulations of being in a human body it's really good um mm-hmm. and then yeah this is where Dean's like oh I, I just I need to sleep I gotta mm-hmm. eat just he give just me, like, drove four for 16 hours. hours straight he says like yeah. I just need four hours once in a while oh my god Dean you are chronically sleep deprived yeah. Literally. Yep. Ca- Castiel goes, yes. Dean says, okay, you can come in tomorrow morning. <laughs> Castiel goes, yes, I'll just... And then Dean hangs up on him. 
And then he's just left there standing there at the side of the road and says, wait here then. And he's just going to stand there all night. He's and he gonna does. He's going to stand there for like six they hours. They had an appointment. Oh my god. It's so funny. But that's a surprise tool that will help Yeah, us literally. Yeah. He's just going to stand I mean, there. He's so oh, okay. weird. I yeah. love him. Anyway. I know. He's just going to fucking chill. Then Dean gets another call and picks up with, damn it, Cass, I need to sleep. <laughs> and it's Sam. I want the Sam POV on that. What the hell did he think was happening? Yeah. <laughs> um... There's a thing here, like Sam tells him about the vessel thing. There's a thing I like. Uh, Dean says, Lucifer's wearing you to the prom. Big Dean line. Later, uh, end Dean says, he said the big yes to the devil. Lucifer's wearing him to the prom. Yeah, That's a it's good, really like, good. Yeah, people say, like, people repeat each other over time. It's not even repeating each other. It's repeating himself. Sorry, it's that's tasty. what I, sorry. People repeat themselves over time is what I meant to say. Yeah. And it, I mean, in fairness, it's been five years since he used that metaphor. Yeah, he's, allowed to, he's allowed to pull it back out of his back pocket. Yeah, but yeah, he probably doesn't even tasty. know that he said it before. Exactly. In the way that, like, you know, when you when you record your voice for a living, or not for a living, or just as a thing you do, uh, you will, and, like, listen back, you will realize that there are things oh. you repeat. There are things you like to say that you're when like, we first wait, started that's this, the thing I've said multiple times. And I was times. listening to the first few episodes, I was like, I can't keep saying things are interesting. I can't do it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, um, speaking of repeating yourself. Um, Sam's like, well, I'm gonna, I want back in, I'm gonna hunt him down. And Dean says, oh, so we're back to revenge then, are we? Because that worked so well last time. Yeah, Dean also makes a godfather like, the narrative is getting a little too circular here. <laughs> um, and Sam says, not revenge, redemption. Tasty. Define your, yeah. define your term, Sam. Mm -hmm. Sam, will you define for the court? <laughs> we should pick a hemisphere. Yeah, tasty. Uh... One of you is gonna leave America? <laughs> Never. I live in Australia, Sam. <laughs> it's so sad when Dean says we're not stronger when we're together, Sam. Mm -hmm. What a sad thing to say to another person. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And Sam just goes, "Don't, Dean, don't do this." And Dean says, "Bye, Sam," and like hangs up with his eyes closed for a long time. Sec yeah, second time Dean's just hung up on someone. <laughs> yep. And then they have bad phone etiquette. It's true. Then he goes to sleep, and what a cut. Mm -hmm. Uh huh. I love how the mattress is literally turned spring side up. No, I think it's yeah. gone. No, like that's the bed frame. I think yeah, he's lying on the bed frame. Is he? Mm -hmm. That's what the mattress is supposed to be I on. They he's on it now. Decided to turn the mattress over, and I was like, "Why?" Someone took the mattress for supplies, I guess. Yeah, why would you leave that's a mattress fair. here? You can take yeah. it with you to your base. Um, he looks around. The city is all smashed up. The theater is playing Route Six Six Six. There's uh like some something yeah. that's supposed to say Lucky Bar, but it's missing the K, so it says Lucy Bar, which I think is cute, like potential reference to Lucifer. Um, um nice like set dressing. Yeah, this is a this is a matte painting, and it's a really good matte painting. I really liked this. Mm -hmm. It looks it looks very like it. I mean, if you like look hard at it, you could realize that like the depth is fake, like that it is a painting, but it like it looks good. Like they did a good job with it. Yeah, it looks really good. Yay for practical effects. Yeah. yeah. And, like, it's so much cheaper to get someone to paint this than, like, yep. have to, having to, like, actually make this whole huge set. Like, yeah, of course. Or CGI it. Yeah. Oh, they would not. In 2009, <laughs> that, 2009 this would look like garbage. Yeah. Oh, so I, it yeah, looks good. Probably. And then he, like, goes around wandering the city. Everything is, like, smashed up game. and graffitied. I didn't look at the graffiti very closely. 
there's probably some interesting things in there I was not looking at. Um, and then we know. get another scary little girl. I have no notes for the scary little girl. I just, just I have a, I have an actor fact for her that's fun. Ooh, Shout out to this girl is all I'll say. Yeah. Um, then he notices the Karwatoan, then they chase him. The The music is great. It was a little bit distracting just because I couldn't help singing along to it, so I couldn't it's follow great, the scene though. anymore. Yeah. <laughs> um, but nothing yeah, important it, is happening. It. It's just a chase scene. It's good. He's running yeah, his little heart out. Up. My notes like say, look at him go. Movie. Look at him go. Yeah, he is, he is really He's running. running. It's not even like stage running. It, I, I thought, I noticed that too. Where I was like, oh, he's he's flailing. Look at him go. And then the, I love how the soldiers like just roll up and don't even like stop to explain. They roll up, they mow all these people down, and presumably let him into the quarantine zone. Oh, I thought he just and... hid. No, he like he he's in the safety of an alley, as per the transcript. He's staying undercover. Um, and yeah, he, like I don't him, know if they notice. We next him. see him at a fence, breaking into this hot yeah. zone, no entry. Oh. Or not um, breaking. Wild. I don't know if he's breaking through. He steals a car from somewhere next to this fence. The the graffiti says "Dogs of Peace," which is an American Christian rock band. Shrug. Sure. Interesting. Well, I guess it's probably uh, the line in Julius Caesar: "Let's slip the hounds of war." Oh, the dogs of peace, the hounds of war. Yeah, sure. Yeah, it's probably a flip on that. But uh, yeah, this is this is a good scene. I love the like. The the cro the shot where Dean's looking down the street and sees like the massive like red Croatoan written across the thing mm -hmm. and like he has a moment and then just like a horde of people come out. It's it's very good. Mm -hmm. Then he finds Let's... out it's 2014. The sign says Croatoan virus hot zone no entry by order of acting regional command August 1st 2014 Kansas City. And he says out loud August 1st 2014 just in case you didn't bother reading it. Yeah. I didn't bother reading it. I just looked at the thing. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I didn't read the whole thing. I knew it was important here. But if you haven't seen the episode yet, you don't might not realize, especially if you're not watching it in 2009. These are these are demons. Um, they first of all, I'm curious what the world thinks of like what this is. We don't get a lot of that. Uh, in like that, we get a, like a news. There's not enough people left. We get a little bit well, with yeah, Zach like... in the newspaper. Cause they, yeah, they, no, but they we get call a newspaper... it the Croatoan pandemic. Yes, they call it a pandemic, but it's like, do they think it's zombies? Like, what do they think? Because, like, these are demons. Mm -hmm. Which also, the demons must be really bored. They just have to, like, sit behind this quarantine area and they're not allowed to go out. And they, like, they don't get to do their fun demon hedonism. They're just, like, <laughs> sitting over here behind this quarantine zone, all, like, dirty and this out of resources. This is what you guys are fighting for. Hello? Yeah, I know. It's, it seems miserable. There's also a weird shot in this, like, shooting, like, section where we see a soldier, like, lift up a bottle of, like, Jack Daniels or something, just take a swig. It's like, sure, I guess. It's just, mm, whatever. I mean, it's the, it's yeah. it's the libertarian apocalypse, so. Yeah. Well, I, I got the sense that the point of it was to show, like, it's a miserable job having to, like, gun down what were once, like, normal people. Mm hmm But. Yeah. It's, it's. In it the, ain't much, but it's honest. It's weird in the mo <laughs> as part of the montage. Uh-huh. And, yeah, Dean does get shot at here and, like, runs away. Um, yeah. Okay. Yeah, because I would assume they would think that he's. Yeah. They have no reason yeah. not think they don't know he's him. like behind the quarantine zone. Yeah. Real rude of Zach to put him behind the quarantine zone. <laughs> well, what if he just he died here? Yeah. Sure. Also, Zach is, uh, according to future Dean, at least Zach is protecting him. Right. He's not gonna let Dean die here. He needs to make him say yes. Sure. 
So, like, in theory, he's potentially bulletproof or shielded, but let's not find out. Yeah. Also, he hadn't seen Zach by the time he gets shot at. Um, can we move to Zach, or are we still on the army? Yeah, let's move to Zach. Okay, so he shows up and says he's reading the newspaper. He goes, Croton pandemic reaches Australia. President Palin defends President bombing President Palin. Oh, God. God. That's such a 2009, like, dystopia. Such, yeah. God, remember back when Sarah Palin was the worst the Republican yep. Party had to yep. offer? They, they, I, they, like, they the, never the would have seen The implication here being that, like, Croatoan made Obama lose re-election is so much. <laughs> the politics of Supernatural are so funny. There was yeah. an entire bit. I mean, we're going to have to talk about this in season, like, 12 or 11 or something. Oh, fucking um, Jesus. Like, the, mm, the politics of, like, the American presidency and the Supernatural universe is so interesting. Oh, yeah, the show was running during the Trump presidency, wasn't it? Mm -hmm. (laughs) Mm-hmm. Great. I mean, the confession trends it above the election, the 2020 election. God, that's right, it was on election. It was that week. Right. We're waiting for the results, and Destiel trends it higher than that. Right, 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 right. Remember, remember the 5th of November. God, that was some week. Anyway, uh... No more sports. Congress revoked the right to group assembly. They literally revoked the First Amendment. Like that. That uh-huh. was that did get me. And then he oh, says yeah, something like, "What's they... left of Congress?" All right, yeah. fine. Hardly Presumably, as a measurement to yeah, like to uh, exactly the spread. They, yeah, they literally had to stop the spread the of a pandemic like, way back it. in two thousand nine slash fourteen. LMAO. Revoke the right to group assembly is like interesting though, because like we've had a pandemic slash have a pandemic that like is obviously spread through group assembly although i guess it's you know less of a deadly issue than croatoan is yes but, you don't become a demon yeah hi skipper but, like, we didn't revoke the first oh. amendment for it well that's because our uh not that revoking an amendment i don't know uh, maybe the palin administration but... could oh do God. it yeah. come on skipper <laughs> they would never yeah, you can do it okay. Uh, not that revoking an amendment is a good thing, um, but the reason they didn't do that for COVID is because they don't care. Yeah. Do you mean bad thing? Also say hi to Skipper. Well, I would say revoking an amendment is a bad thing, even if you do it for a good reason. Can't but... believe Ash supports prohibition. <laughs> <laughs> I forgot. Okay, listen, I'm a college graduate. I haven't taken a history class since 11th grade. Leave me alone. I'm canceling you on Twitter right now. <laughs> um, although I suppose putting a temporary stall yeah. on group assembly would be the the. I just, <laughs> yeah, I just think it's interesting how they're like, oh my god, this is dystopic. Meanwhile, I'm sitting here like, damn, I wouldn't have COVID right now if they had just done that two years ago. <laughs> yeah, they want to. Zach wants to make uh, Dean marinate here for three days. See, this is what I'm talking about with Chicken with rest. Zach using idioms like yeah. marinating is not literal language he's using figurative language in ways that cast struggles shows. with yeah so true he watches uh beat bobby Flay. which is what i'm saying like when we just knew cast as the like the only angel maybe uriel too sometimes like it was like all right angels are weirdos they don't understand figurative yeah. language because they're not human and now it's just like no cast is just autistic yeah yep we love that for him gay autistic and spock coded and jewish and Jewish. Um, <laughs> Zach goes, it means that your choices have consequences. When will you learn? When will you learn? 
Um, <laughs> so Dean goes to Bobby's house and finds the wheelchair with the bullet holes in it. This doesn't make any sense. So he like he goes he knows where Bobby's secret thing is and like pulls it out a uh, secret diary in his like uh, mantelpiece. And there's a picture mm -hmm. on it of like Bobby and Cass and some other guys all like posing with their guns outside of the camp, which is very funny. It's cute, um, it but it's weird. like if Bobby was there, then why is he back here? Why did he die here? Maybe he went to get something. He had to get the picture Maybe. here at some point. Maybe. Yeah. Yeah. I guess you're right. Um, um, Cass is in like a band's tee in the picture. He is. He's, he's yeah. He's wearing Deanish clothes. He's, really, he's he's so scruffy. He's wearing Dean's clothes. Mm -hmm. His pants are too long. He's so yeah. he's so scrungly. My scrungly brimbo. <laughs> um, I was trying to figure out what um. Chittaqua is and it's impossible to find out because of supernatural because of supernatural but i don't know if it is anything the closest i could find was um Chautauqua, uh which i think was probably the reference here which was a um eerie word uh named after uh or a lake was named after it um and it comes out of a like um like a social movement in the like late 19th early 20th century that was like a um oh, what how it was like a gathering that was I'm just going to read this cuz I don't know how to sum it up um it was an adult education and social movement in the United States highly popular in the late 19th and early 20th centuries Chautauqua assemblies expanded and spread throughout rural America until the mid 1920s Jataqua brought entertainment and culture for the whole community with speakers, teachers, musicians, showmen, preachers, and specialists of the day. Former U.S. President Teddy Roosevelt was quoted as saying that Chataqua is the most American thing in America. So yeah, I guess sure. that's the reference there. Interesting. Yeah, it's like a public education slash, like, gathering for slash, like, roadshow thing. I, like, yeah, I don't know, shrug. I couldn't find any trivia about this. Yeah, I don't know. Um... But uh, rip to baby. Yeah, yeah. And then we meet Dean. We meet yep. Dean. Who's <laughs> not doing great. No, I wouldn't be either. Can't do he says gank though, which is classic, classic Dean. Uh huh. He also says plug. Yep. It's really gotta lay down, Skipper. Um, Skipper is my. <laughs> Dean, future Dean goes. Give me one good reason why I shouldn't gank you right here and now. And Dean says, "Cause you'd only be hurting yourself." He's so cute. Yeah. He's so yeah, cute. it's funny. <laughs> and then future Dean says that Dean carries every like hidden lockpick box cutter switch. Yeah, which is he fun. carries. He's like, that's kind of spooky. Why are you me? Um, he's such a Boy Scout in that he's prepared. Yeah. Um. Yeah. And then, of course, future Dean says, if you're me, then tell me something only I would know. And Dean chooses Rhonda Hurley. When they were 19, she made us, meaning both Deans, yeah. try on her panties. They were pink and satiny, and you know what? We kind of liked it. And future Dean yep. goes, touche. <laughs> and they make like a, it was a good one, face at each other. <laughs> Rhonda Hurley has done so much for fandom. She never appears. Yeah. She's not a character. She yep. changed the face of the planet. <laughs> no, you're her story. <laughs> God, remember back in season one when Dean was trying to get Sam's attention and saying like embarrassing, quote unquote, embarrassing things about Sam, yep. including Sam wears women's underwear. Remember yep. that? Yeah. Dean struggling with his own latent sexuality. And he literally never told this to anyone. 
The only people who know about his pansy kink are himself and Rhonda Hurley. <laughs> Which is so sad. Like, that's something he likes. That's something he's interested in. Yeah. He could, like, explore that with someone except for his internalized shame about it. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I was just gonna say, I want, like, an interview with a vampire, but it's interview with Rhonda Hurley. <laughs> <laughs> about... <laughs> Oh, anyway, Sam didn't make it. Put a pin mm -hmm. in that. Mm -hmm. I mean, we talked about it already mm -hmm. in the synopsis, but but yeah, I like that sort of like Dean considers Sam dead here, even though it's worse than that. Yeah, <laughs> haven't talked in five years, never once since everything went down. Yeah, Dean just hung up on Sam like a couple hours ago, and then the, his future self says, "Yep, that was it." Also, Croatoan hit about two years ago, so that would be 2014, just 2012, which is an election year. Yep. Just hitting Ooh. on that. History is a flat circle. <laughs> um, Future Dean wants to talk to Zach, um, which is, because that'll also come up yes later. When do, yeah. when do we get to talk about that? Oh, Cass talks about that ends. later. Okay, fine. I'll have to wait. I'll wait then. We'll talk about it. <laughs> okay. Oh, also, um, Future Dean refers to Croatoan as turning people into monsters, which, like, we've, yeah, we've explored which... when we actually talked about the yeah. episode Croatoan. But, yeah, it's, that, that's where the line is. I mean, they're demons. That's, that's what the show's established. But also, of course, demons were once human, so it's a, it's a, it's a, it's a circle. Yep. Um. Um, I like then, that we get a parent trap when... reference. <laughs> Yeah, Dean. when Future Dean is like, yeah, we haven't spoken, Dean is like, we never tried to find him, and Future Dean goes, we had other people to worry about, which, yeah. like, Future, no, our Dean is horrified by the idea that, like, Sam is no yeah. longer a priority, is just, like, completely foreign to him, but also, Future Dean somehow ended up in, like, not just a paternal role, but, like, a, an entire leadership role, he has to take care of this entire camp for some reason, like, why? He takes orders so well, let him follow somebody else who wants to be in charge, but no, he's forced into this position where he, mm -hmm. he has a camp full of, quote, twitchy trauma survivors, um, interesting acknowledgement of trauma. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and Dean goes, you don't trust yourself? And future Dean goes, absolutely not. Which, yeah. You have neurodivergency sir yep and like the joke is that he, you know he doesn't trust dean to not like do something that he shouldn't um which is why he's leaving him cuffed up but he doesn't consider that he can he will break out uh, i mean he doesn't really have anything to do with but dean is super super resourceful so he pulls a nail out of the floorboards like a crazy person i love him mm -hmm. yeah i like that chuck is just a little guy still which uh -huh. I like that yeah. I like that Dean knows what a kivitz is. Exactly. Yeah. Hello, brief spoilers coming up. Skip about forty seconds ahead if you don't want any spoilers. But see, Chuck. Okay, I'm gonna say it. Spoilers. Um, oh. Okay. This is this is a Chuck who is just Chuck five years into the future. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Like he's still just some guy. Because the angels they hadn't are gone. Decided. Um. Because whatever it is, he's just Chuck, which doesn't really support the idea that he's been God all along, unless, like, he's just fucking with them. Mm -hmm. Whatever. It's just it's just interesting. You can't really analyze this because they just literally hadn't decided it yet. Bedlin did not know that Kirky was going to do that yeah. in the future. So, it's fine. It is funny. I guess, like, yeah, I mean, I guess I can't have to mark this for spoilers. It is really funny that it's, like, the world the world's ending and they've got God here in their, like, commune. Yeah. Yeah. 
God is in charge of, <laughs> is in charge of, of making sure we have toilet paper. Yep. He's got a little clipboard. It's He's so just cute. a little I guy. Clipboard. I love this little scrungly Chuck. Uh-huh. Um, Dean, like, hides behind Chuck when Risa's mad at him for spending the night in Jane's cabin, even though they have a connection. Um, Good to know that even though the world is ending, Dean is still a slut. <laughs> He's yep. got his priorities. Um, but also, like, the, the parallel... I mean, we're about to meet Ben first cast. The, the, like, parallels between Dean still sleeping around... And apparently cheating, um, yeah. or at least doing something that Risa perceives as cheating, um, with, like, Cass's extremely heterosexual orgies. Or, okay, I, yeah. I shouldn't say extremely Which heterosexual. Speak- when we see him, he has a circle full of women he's going to invite to an orgy. Um, and I will continue talking about that in a minute when we get to him. Um, I also really like, back to Chuck, um, while Chuck is being his human shield, Dean is like, I don't, did I... And Chuck gives it like this tiny little frantic nod. It's so cute. He's trying to help. Yeah. Also, Chuck just like knows Dean's like hookup history. <laughs> He's his little sec- his little secretary. He's like, yep. Uh huh. You did that. Roofing. Bob. Who's Bob? <laughs> what did you just say? <laughs> I s- I meant to say Dean Chuck truthing, but I said Bob. Bob's <laughs> <laughs> I think Bobby and Chuck could have explored each other's bodies. <laughs> anyway, speaking of that, um, this Castiel <laughs> explore each other's bodies. Yeah, okay, we get yeah. some Orientalism here. Yeah, it's not good. Yeah, it's not good. Um, Cass he's like is is saying something about like shared perception. Um, he's like drawing on non-Western. I, like philosophical slash religious ideas um but he's he's doing it in order to get laid which is not good yeah is that yeah do you have a he's buddha like, yeah this is yeah it's surprisingly yeah, physical it's it's so wild it's, it's mm, the orientalism is a like, bad it's... choice the idea that like Cass is using religion as like generally um as something for physical means is like there's definitely something there that's interesting about like fallen yes. angels yeah the orientalism sucks um it's also just insane yeah like maybe it's just because i'm in love with him but like king you don't need to like promise like aligned chakras to get people to sleep with you there's he's so hot in this future yeah literally they could have he's scruffy Uh-huh. Theoretically, That's I can see an there. interesting thing of like an angel who has been abandoned by God, like becoming interested in like a different perception of religion, like religion from a different culture, mm-hmm. etc. But like that, that is not handled with like any like no. tact or like interest. Like it's it's just a joke. Yeah. yeah. And then Dean, well, Cass says something like, "You're all so beautiful as the women leave." Yeah. He's he's being weird. Um. Yeah. And there's oh wait before that, um, Dean asks Chuck where Cass is. Cass still here, which I think is him trying to ask if Cass is still alive because he's worried after Bobby. Yeah. yeah. Um, and Chuck goes, "Yeah, I don't think Cass is going anywhere. Um, he's just gonna wait here. Then, of course, he'll go with you." Oh, yep. Yeah. Mm-hmm. He goes where Dean goes. <sighs> When we're going around the circle, seeing that Cass is surrounded by women, 
There's a shot where like some something circular behind him lines up to make a halo. It's good. Um, yeah. Good. And he spots Dean and like winks at him, which like makes Dean double do a double take. It's the it's the gong, I think. Yeah, that makes sense. And so when the women leave, Dean goes, "What are you a hippie?" And Cass says, "I thought you'd gotten over trying to label me." Yeah. Canonically, which I do queer like. Cass makes this hit so different. <laughs> yeah. Uh huh. Which is why I stand firmly that it's Ghostface's effect that this room is full of homeless women. <laughs> But Emma disagrees with me. I think okay. the point is that he's trying so hard to be the specific person, which includes Compet. But I think there is room for multiple interpretations, especially because we're making it up anyway. <laughs> there are no rules. No gods, no masters. Yep. And so this like entire... said, Cass immediately knows that this is not the right Dean. Yeah. And guesses that it was Zach. <laughs> Dean goes, well, okay, He said, Dean says, why don't you strap on your angel wings and fly me back to my page on the calendar, which is a fun Dean line. Um, mm-hmm. Cass goes, I wish I could uh, strap on my wings, but I'm sorry, no dice. So he's using idioms too now. Yep. And Dean mm-hmm. says, what are you, stoned? Are you stoned? And Cass goes, uh, generally, uh, generally yeah. yeah. Which is, mm, stoner <laughs> Cass. <sighs> stoner Cass. And, okay, okay, then, I think, okay, go, ahead. Uh, go on with your stoner, stoner cast, because oh, I, I have think the that next cast line. Be a stoner. Oh, you just think he, he should do that, like, normally, yes. Yeah. He should do that in a way where he's not also taking other hard drugs on top of each other. Yeah, I think he and Balthazar should get high. <laughs> I think Cass would be an anxious stoner if he weren't in the inverse. Probably. He just sits there, like, yeah. paranoid. <laughs> He'd be paranoid about God-watching him. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. This is den of iniquity. See, this is what I'm talking about with Free to Be You and Me stacked onto the ends. Like, we saw uh-huh. Dean introduce Cass to the concept of sex, or not like to the concept, but try to try to get him to have sex, and it doesn't even work. Like, Cass is too himself to do that, and now we see this Cass who is so far gone from himself um, mm-hmm. that he's, he is having casual group sex. Like, just the juxtaposition uh, really highlighting yeah. that contrast is very good yeah. and dean says what yeah. happened to you and Cass says life which is like fascinating because yeah. like okay it's a it's a flippant reply but the fact that like he's is slash was an angel and then life happened to him like now he is alive and that has turned him into this which is what i was saying earlier about yep. like angels as machinery where like mm-hmm. They have individual consciousnesses in the same way that they have individual names and forms, but they're supposed to be, like, part of the plan. They work together as, like, a force. Um, they have they have garrisons, you know, and they're organized into, like, sections to work together for God's purposes. Um, and now he's separated from all of that. He has an individual identity. He is... A person who is alive um and this is his response to that because it sucks mm-hmm. let my notes just say convo which i think is oh yeah this is where where dean future dean kills that guy yes yeah some and he some, says it wasn't gonna come be back long from an expedition from the symptoms and so i didn't see the yeah. point in troubling a good man with bad news and dean's like you just killed bloom away in front of your own people that didn't freak him out and they're like whatever it's commonplace yeah that the way they like it's wild that they're they're just like yeah this is normal I'm just gonna shoot this guy like there's not even any mourning like mm-hmm. this is just like this is a guy like they life. were sharing a beer with but no yeah he was gonna turn into a demon so now he's dead and we have to move forward it's very sad in a way that like the characters refuse to acknowledge it's sad which makes it sadder yeah. they're so used to it also Dean like giving orders to like ignore the fact that he has a weird little yeah. situation going on he's like he said he says he, it in such a deed way it's like believe me you and him we got a pretty messed up situation going on 
Yeah. But believe me, when you need to know something, you will know it. And it, like, moves them on. Yeah. He's gone full on, like, drill sergeant. He's the one who is in charge of who gets to know what. (sighs) (sighs) This is also, like um this is like pre-crime almost like dean's like i started like i could tell like i saw the symptoms which like yeah sure i mm-hmm. guess but is that we've talked about this show before this show's like moral reality before of like dean and sam know when something's a monster or like once you're a monster that just allows you to be killed yeah mm-hmm. you don't have to have done anything yeah and to his credit our dean is at least horrified by this even yeah. though he does the same shit mm-hmm. Yeah, even yeah, exactly. Like it's not yeah. Like this is an exaggerated version of himself, and he's uncomfortable with what shows up under that microscope. Mm-hmm. Anyway, um, Dean, uh, Dean has we, the cult, we, which I. F- yeah, we get a little fun um, pronoun fuckery because it's time travel, and so he goes, "You, me, us." Always fun. Yeah. And they share a drink, and then the cult comes out. I feel like Dean should have just present 2009 Dean should have taken the cult and gone back to the past and then they just have it. <laughs> but uh yeah, they're going to go kill Lucifer. That's going to work super well for them. Yep. Yep, which is which is mm-hmm. to say Dean's got to go kill his brother. Mm. Or what was once his brother. Cuz Sam's probably the been thing burned out his brother. by this point. The thing wearing his brother, yeah. Mm-hmm. To the prom. Also, uh future Dean is torturing again. Yeah. So they cut a demon and tortured him to figure out where Lucifer is, which, again, past Dean is like, oh, great. He says, that's good, classy, and Cast laughs. Yeah. And is, future I like Dean looks at, gives him like a look, and he says, oh, I like past you. He's like enjoying having this innocent little Dean around. Yeah. Um, he kind of likes that it, he's freaking Dean out, and that future Dean doesn't like this attention. There's so much room to interpret the relationship between Dean and Cass in the future here. Yeah. Um, it's, yeah. Which is, again, I think a, a base point for Down to Agincourt. It's good writing. Like, there's a lot here, and it's like, there's a lot here implied with negative space in a way that, yeah. like, they didn't even need to have this whole history. Like, they, they're good at just implying things. And, like, they, this could mean all sorts of things. And, like, there's not an answer for it, but it's a rich, like, you can imagine a background that, yes. like, for all the stuff these two have gone through in the past five years. Yeah. No one names it, but Cass is, like, his second in command yeah. in that, like, even if he's not actually, quote unquote, like, ranked, because he's too busy being stoned, um, like, Dean wants his approval on his plans. Dean will ask him for advice. Which of course is just smart because Dean, because Cass was a soldier when he was in heaven, yeah. but like, yeah. Dean trusts him. Yeah. So Future much. Dean says, "You're saying my plan is reckless," and Cass like confirms what the plan is and says, "Okay, if you don't like uh, reckless, I could use a Zeusian maybe," because <laughs> he's so funny. Yeah. And then Future Dean goes, "Are you coming?" And he he sighs and goes, "Of course." <sighs> yeah. Of course he's coming. <sighs> Dean asked him to come. Mm-hmm. He'll always come when he calls. <laughs> Trying to think about like what actually happens to them in 2014. Um, is that season nine? Is season nine? <laughs> um, hold on. Where's Cass in season nine? So off they're gonna go. They're gonna go kill Lucifer. Um, present Dean is like, when you go back, please say yes to Michael. Like I don't yeah. want you to have to go through everything I've gone through. And it's like, look, half the planet's better than no planet. Like, Lucifer's winning. If I could do it over again, I'd say yes in a heartbeat. But uh, the angels aren't listening, even though he shouted yes until he's blue in the face, which... 
it's good. we're gonna learn shortly or we're gonna talk about i mean we yeah but watching the show you will learn shortly what happens like it's the next scene after chuck is like we get a joke here about hoarding toilet paper yeah it's different that just in, went around yeah. again in 2020 for obvious reasons I like Chuck a lot. Yeah, you know how he's he's yeah. fun. The way he's like, oh, you'll thank me. Mark my words. Yeah. Mark his words, guys. <sighs> then um, we get Dean and future Cass. Cass is taking a whole bunch of drugs. Yeah, absinthe and amphetamines. Yeah. And yeah, he's, he's like, not an angel Hello? anymore. What the fuck? He's not an angel yeah. anymore. He went mortal. When the other angels left, Cass's mojo drained away. And now he's practically human. He says, Zine, I'm all but useless. He says he is powerless, hapless, hopeless. Where did they go? It's so interesting. It's so interesting that they just left. Yeah. Mm-hmm. They gave up. Like, they didn't even try to fight. Why? Because Michael doesn't Where have did... a vessel I mean, and Lucifer, Lucifer does. Maybe Lucifer killed Michael. Yeah, but they could have at least oh, gone down Lucifer fighting. maybe Lucifer killed Michael. That would be cool. Oh, yeah, they tried without... That could be... I mean, yeah, are they... That's the question. Did they leave or are they all dead? Cass says that they, they bailed. That they leave. Yeah, yeah, they left. Well, they I know that's what up. Cass says, but I'm just saying, like, where did they go? Like, I haven't gotten the, the idea that they would have anywhere to go. They went off to uh, Alpha Centauri. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, Dean's like, you're human. Well, welcome to the club. And Cass says, thanks, except I used to belong to a much better club. And now I'm powerless, hapless, hopeless. I mean, why the hell not bury myself in women and decadence, right? It's the end, baby. That's what decadence is for. Not bang a few gongs before the lights go out, but then that's just how I roll. Which is so not Cass. Like, Dean is wildly yeah. unsettled yeah. by this version of Cass. Yeah. It's really good. Yeah. And it's interesting, like, speaking from retrospect of, like, we get to see a lot of Cass and a lot of different, like, aspects of Cass and a lot of different versions of him. Um, and none of them come close to this version of Cass. So it's really interesting to see how, like, this unique trauma shaped him in such a way to make him nearly unrecognizable. Yeah. When everything else that happens to him in canon in the show does not change him this much. Or at least not in this way. Yeah. Yeah. It's direction. It's wild. Yeah. He lost all his angel powers. He lost all his mm-hmm. angel powers. He's got something weird going on with Dean. Sam isn't even here. Yeah. And he's he's having Orientalist orgies and yep. a lot of drugs. Yeah. So they go to the plan. The plan is bad to the point where Dean's like, hey, me, you're lying. Yeah. And says the thing I like a lot. Uh, I know you're lying expressions. I've seen them in the mirror, which is to say Dean practices lying in the mirror. He knows he's bad at lying. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's so cute. Also implies that he lies to yeah. himself in the mirror. <laughs> nobody can see that's it it's fine <laughs> um while while all of these people are like huddling doing their gun check or whatever um Cass is sitting in front of like some vehicle on the hubcap forms a halo it's beautiful yeah they have so much fun with gas it's great it's so good um i think we get another cool map painting here um yeah um at uh, 2938 there there's a matte pa- matte painting of like the background as they're as they're walking through the streets and the sky's all cool looking mm-hmm. um when you future see the dean buildings in the background okay. when Sorry, future dean realizes no not realizes admits that <laughs> i can't juggle these themes anymore admits that they're <laughs> the decoys you and me were going in the back 
Constantine says, you mean you're going to feed your friends into a meat grinder? Cass too? Yeah. Your friends and Cass. So I get that this is because Cass is the only friend here that Dean actually knows. He doesn't, like, care about Risa in the same way. Yeah, but, but yeah. your friends and Cass too. Cass is special. Cass is not just a friend. Interesting. What is he? Mm. Thinking about Cass that. too. Cass is a special friend. Cass is a bestest friend. This is weird uh, boy bestie. bestie. Um, yeah, cool. Dean says, like, something is broken in you, uh, and it's like, uh, future Dean's like, you're right, you wouldn't sacrifice your friends. It's one of the main reasons we're in this mess, actually. Ugh. Yeah. He says they the trust you, happens. and he says they trust me to do what's, what needs to be done, you know? It's very tasty, like, moral yeah. conflict between them of, like, Dean, future Dean is convinced that he's doing the right thing, even though it's going to mean that his friends die because he's willing to flick that trolley's problem switch yeah. in order to stop Lucifer. Yeah. And then uh, he just she's fucking like, punches him in the you. face. It's so he punches funny. Him in the face. Yeah. Get him. <laughs> just drops. He, he threatens mutiny, and Dean's like, "Nope, cold clock." I like that Lucifer is in a garden. For yeah. The same reason yeah, that I like, like this. Omens does the garden thing. It's fun. This like, it's like a little place circle. where this confrontation happens is cool. Uh, it's so it's so funny when it like pans over to Dean lying on the ground. He's like, "Oh, help me! I got a foot on my neck." And the he just like Sam just moves his foot a little bit, and there's like a big comical like snapping sound. And Dean's just like, "Bleh!" Uh -huh. he's like, oh, Did yeah, you want like, them to actually break Jensen Ackles' neck for your no, entertainment? No, no, it's just they. <laughs> he doesn't sell it very well. I don't think. Yeah, it's okay. It is it really is funny. The Foley does like 90% of the work. Yeah. He just like closes his eyes basically. <laughs> well, yeah. That's okay. Um, then Lucifer in Sam turns around and says, you know, oh, aren't you a surprise? Aren't you come a long way? And Dean says, the, the... go ahead, kill me. And Lucifer goes, kill you. And turns around and looks at the dead body on the floor and goes, don't you think that would be a little redundant? It's very funny. Yeah. It's there's there's some great acting here from Jarpad, uh, like the little micro expressions on his face. He does like a little half smirk when he sees past Dean. He's like, oh, funny. Mm -hmm. It's you again. Yeah. And he immediately clocks him like Cass does. Yeah. Not, I mean, obviously, because he just snapped Dean's neck. <laughs> also, he does a Dragon Ball instant transmission. Like it makes basically the instant transmission sound effect as he teleports behind him. It's so funny. <laughs> Nothing personnel, kid. Yeah, the, the, like, it starts lightning and thundering, and then, like, there's a flash of lightning, and Dean flinches, and then Samifer is behind him. Yeah. It's really funny. Yeah, I'm funny. posting the, the, here, listen to this. It's this sound, like, it's just a slightly louder version of this. Yeah. Uh, yeah. It's pretty close there. It's so funny. <laughs> oh, I love Supernatural. But yeah, it is very, like, <laughs> teleports behind you. Um, you know the gif of like teleports behind you, teleports behind you, teleports behind you. <laughs> um, I think Cass and Lucifer should do that. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. So true. Uh, and so Dean's like, "What are you like? I don't know. Are you gonna deep fry the planet?" And Lucifer, he, like, he picks up a rose and is like looking at it. It's like, "Why? Why would I want to destroy this stunning thing? Beautiful in a trillion different ways. The last perfect handiwork of God." Yeah, it's pretty. Also, he, like, cool. reached for Dean's shoulder, and Dean, like, pulls away. Only Cass gets to touch his shoulder. Yeah. So true, bestie. He says he loves God more than, sorry, Lucifer says <laughs> he loves God more than anything, including more than humans. We've already heard this whole story. Mm -hmm. 
Um, then he says, look what six billion of you have done to this thing, meaning Earth, and how many of you blame me for it? So, like, interesting this in is, uh... that we're trying to indicate that, like, humans are the, like, responsible for what humans do. You know, like, the, the sociopolitical factors exist and are the actual sources of problems. But on the other hand, like, that doesn't overwrite the fact that the show constantly goes like, ah, yeah, demons yes. did that. Alan Lucifer's orders, yeah. presumably. So, I mean, I don't know. Yeah. I like that Bedlin well, is taking the right tack on this. I think it can't make up for the rest of the show. Yeah. There's yeah. a there's an interesting shift in the mythology. Like, we already know that the mythology has shifted. But I do think it's interesting that... Like hear like hearing it straight from Lucifer's mouth. The reason why he made um he he okay, here. I'm just gonna read what he says here. Um he says, uh, little hairless apes, and then he asked all of you to bow down all of us to bow down before you, to love you more than him. And I said, Father, I can't. I said, These human beings are flawed, murderous. So the implication here is that Lucifer did not tempt humanity into sinning. It was, they were, they did that already, and Lucifer was so disgusted that he made Lilith into the first demon. Or that is his version of the story, anyway, but, like, we've talked about how he doesn't lie. Mm -hmm. I'm interested in, like, the timelines here. Of, like, yeah. did he... I assume that he saw Cain and yeah. Abel, and that was his... I mean, that's even though, like, in Yeah, even though in the timeline of, like, actual mythology, Lucifer fell around Genesis... I don't really well, know the timeline, but Genesis is the entire book, so that like Cain and Abel are yeah. in Genesis. Oh, but you mean well, like the Eden, Genesis, then. meaning like the creation, I guess. Alex just laughed at me. <laughs> um, do you have? I mean, the serpent say? predates like Adam and Eve, uh, so like yeah, the the timeline doesn't make I mean, any. If we're like... talking about a literal snake, then technically it would be like the day before, if not the same. Yeah, day. I know. Uh, but we can't we can't get too literal about like whether it was no. a snake or the demon or sorry the demon the devil yeah. or like the various personifications of the devil like there there isn't a consistent story here we're drawing on multiple mythologies and interpretations yeah. so like it's fine the story mm -hmm. goes however whoever's telling it says it mm -hmm. and supernatural has its own interpretation. So, yeah, my interpretation is that Lucifer saw Cain and Abel, and that was, like, his final straw of, like, bro, I'm not doing this. But then the question is, like, where, or, like, when Lilith comes into the picture, because Lilith is, like, mm -hmm. Adam's first wife or something, depending. Um, yeah. So, I don't know. I think the causal, not causality, chronology is maybe a little muddled yeah. between the storytellers. Well, like but also yeah. we're gonna get this is supernatural. We will get Adam. We're gonna get an answer, and we yeah. will get Eve, and we will get Cain, and we will get Abel. Well, no, we won't get Abel. Um, <laughs> they get didn't Abel. even cast Abel. <laughs> Whatever, okay, we'll get to um, that. Anyway, um, yeah. um, so Dean says you're not fooling me with the sympathy for the devil crap. I know what you are. You're the same thing, only bigger. The same brand of cockroach I've been squashing my whole life. An ugly, evil, belly to the ground, supernatural piece of crap. Which is. Is real, um, whatever the opposite, whatever, like, non, um, uh, what's the word? Don't know. When you hate humans, the opposite of that. <laughs> Mis misanthrope. Misanthrope, there we go. <laughs> uh, it's, it's very, like, misanthrope, but to monsters in the way that, like, Dean has always been. But ignoring all of our comments about 
the way this show treats monsters and its moral realities, et cetera, et cetera. I do like this line taking the show at face value of Dean being like, there's nothing special about you. Yeah. You're just like, I've hunted things like you my whole life. The size of your ego. Um, Also, I want to note that supernatural piece of crap gets its own like screen of the subtitles. So true. Supernatural piece of crap. (laughs) 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 Um, Also, Dean is, is like teary and shaky at this part because he's talking to Sam's face this whole time. Yep. Yep. And he goes, you better kill me now. Lucifer's response to this is just like, I like you. I get what the other angels see in you. Goodbye. We'll meet again soon. I like you. Have a cupcake. Uh Uh-huh. Also, there's there's Skipper screaming. And Lucifer, Dean says, I'll find a way to kill you and I won't stop. Lucifer says, I know you won't. And I know you, I'm sorry, I know you won't say yes to Michael either. And I know you won't kill Sam. It's like, those are his options. Either he says yes to Michael or he kills Sam or he just doesn't stop trying to find a way to do things. And this is where you will end up. Whatever choices you make, whatever details you alter, we will always end up here. And again, this is Lucifer speaking. So Sam's voice is delivering this extremely calmly. It's really good. He says, I win, so I win. Mm-hmm. Again, this tautology, the idea that like it has to happen this way. It happens this way because it happens you cannot this outrun. way. Mm-hmm. You cannot outrun him because he is already here. <laughs> okay. <laughs> it... You bro- Okay, I, I do actually need to talk about something. <laughs> now that you've mentioned Lord English, I do actually need to talk about something. <laughs> Oh my god, we're going to bring Homestuck yes. into the Supernatural well, podcast, only finally. a little bit, because yeah, Lucifer says, see you in five years, <laughs> Dean. So there is a thing here about this being multiversal time travel that I'm not sure how I feel about, because angels, like Lord English, feel like they should be outside of time. Like, Lucifer, like, is this, if if this is one Lucifer among infinite Lucifers, but angels are able to, like, shift people into other timelines... What does that mean for, like, Lucifer's plan in terms of, like, he wants to win? Like, does he want to win in every timeline? Does he, like, could he, could he exist I simultaneously? Think, like, I think angels and, you know, God exist, like, beyond human perceptions of time. I think yeah. part of being, like, multidimensional, I mean, whatever, yes. humans are multidimensional because they're three-dimensional, but you know what I mean? Like, existing beyond the third <laughs> or fourth dimension, depending on your definition— um, means that like he exists his consciousness could be exist equally this is pseudoscience and i'm sorry for saying words that don't make any sense but like his consciousness might exist equally like a across realities right and in and everything everywhere all at one sort of way which i haven't seen and yes. i'm excited but, oh it's so uh, good. i've heard it's such good. good things about it and i want to but i haven't seen it yet so don't spoil it but um yeah no, that's yeah like the, the way the way that the like lucifer has one goal right regardless of the reality and i don't think that like there's multiple lucifers who are all each trying to do the same thing i think it's one lucifer who across multiple yeah who wants to i think that tracks, so he wants to win in every um, like in infinite time i mean in each then. universe he's trying to like from the perspective of the humans who are fighting against him it's an individual lucifer there's no distinguishing between like they have no way yeah. of knowing about other quote unquote other lucifers it's just that it is one Lucifer. Mm-hmm. We will definitely return to this in seasons fourteen. Okay. Oh, cool. Okay. Um, yeah, I guess I was just um, curious. Just because we get more multiverse. Yeah, the reason shit. I brought it Homestuck is I'm curious. Like, is there an alpha timeline? Like, does this does this branch matter as much as the branch that the boys are from in that way? 
in a way that wouldn't do you want an actual answer? no not really i'm just like speaking okay. it out loud because like that wouldn't make sense to me as far as like the way the show the way the how the important the boys are to the show in the same way that like the homestuck kids are important to that narrative like they are also the chosen ones uh and chosen ones having like a alpha timeline that matters most for like the one that they win in i don't know makes sense to me and mm -hmm. how supernatural has worked up until this point there is an answer to your question. cool i like that i get an answer um in 10 and then uh <laughs> zach sends lucifer uh sorry zach sends dean back uh and dean says well if it isn't the ghost of christmas screw you yeah yeah which is it, it doesn't, doesn't make any sense anything, but it's cute i love it uh-huh like done. Um, but yeah, like we said, he's like, nope, I've learned a lesson, all right. Which, yeah, he has. He's made a decision, and I like that. Mm -hmm. um, but it's like, I'm not mm -hmm. going to say yes to you. I've made my own decision. And then Cass saves him. Cass saves yep. him. He proves just... him, so rip to Dean's bowel movements for the next <laughs> Yeah. <time. laughs> um, but Dean doesn't even mind. He says, that's pretty nice timing, Cass. And Cass goes, we had an appointment. And Dean puts his, his hand on his smile. shoulder and goes, yeah. don't ever change. Because he doesn't want him to turn into inverse cast. But yeah. also, you changed yeah. me, Dean. I'm going insane. <gasps> and Cass smiles at Stop. him. Yeah. Ugh. Yeah. It's so good. And then we get Sam and Dean. So Dean calls Sam. Yeah. The car shows up. Dean gives him back the, the ruby knife. Um, Dean says, look, man, I'm sorry. I don't know. I'm whatever I need to be. He sure is whatever he needs to be, chameleon man. <laughs> He says maybe they'll find a way to use to get this against each other. I don't know. We're all we've got. More than that, we keep each other human. The, um, yeah, that keep each other human line is really good. I marked that yeah. one down. Um, mm -hmm. I also just like, uh, the knife as a symbol here, um, in the way that, uh -huh. like, we've had Dean, like, threatening Sam as a monster. Like, we've had them fighting each other, knives as symbols of violence, etc., but he's handing it to him handle first here in a way that, mm -hmm. like, the symbol of violence becomes a symbol of acceptance and of trust. Uh -huh. That's cool. That's that's yeah. good. Also, finally, some safe blade handling. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Dean would run with scissors. So true. But yeah, the, the keep each other human line is really good. Maybe we are each other's Achilles heel. Maybe they'll find a way to use us against each other. I don't know. I just know that we're all we've got. I think this hits especially hard for Wyatt because of the way that you've talked about, like, personhood as communal and this mm -hmm. is this is dean agreeing with you you know yeah in like a literal sense of like we make sure we don't turn into monsters i make sure you don't be a blood freak you make sure i don't yeah. say yes to michael whatever no it is. i love it's but it's like great. they are they are human together they keep each other like well people yeah and apart they're vulnerable to their worst parts yeah. of themselves because because like we saw dean as part of a community but he was he wasn't really part of it like he was their leader and like outside of it in yeah, a way that like he was clearly de yeah depersonalized and like distance from everyone it's like find a gun people down in cold blood like that wasn't it was maybe they were a community in and of themselves but to dean they were like just tools he was using yeah dean was outside of it in the way that a general yeah he was an individual like within a community slash like outside of it based on how he held himself apart yeah he had to in order to quote unquote be objective in order to do what quote unquote yeah. had to be done in order to sacrifice so people. even though he's like more alone here when it's just him and sam despite the fact that they're they are codependent with each other and i do want them to to gather a party of more people um 
it's still a step in the right direction in terms of I am going to risk I'm not going to be solely calculating here I'm going to risk having my weak spot around because living as a person is more than just making the optimal choices yeah. and then yeah. Dean also calls him the second best hunter on the planet which is, which is cute, cute. it's using uh -huh. each it's other cute. they're back to being <laughs> yeah. normal it's adorable it's a really good like peace offering of like let's let's get back to bantering instead of fighting yep and then the last two lines make me nuts. We make because our own Sam future. Because Yes, we have no choice. Yeah. The, the mm, fate versus free will there is so yep. tasty and tangible. It's delicious. We, we make our own future, meaning we make our own choices because we have no choice but to make our own choices. Like, that's so good. Yep. Shaking Bedlin until mm. his talent falls out. That, like, those two lines, mm, I think explode. I think I've enjoyed every time this show does time travel. Nice. I think they're good at it. Supernatural, like, better at time travel yeah. than Doctor Who. <laughs> like, well, it's, Damn, I mean, Doctor harsh. Who, the time travel is, like, in a big way, except for, I guess, when it matters to the Doctor, like, the river stuff. Uh, but I don't think that's handled very well in the long term. No, it's, um, no. it's it's a gimmick, right? Like, the Doctor is outside of time. Yeah. This is, like, time travel along a character's own, like, timeline in a way that makes it, like, matter more and allows you to explore aspects of character. Like, I, the, the way they're willing to use time travel for dramatic irony, both, like, Mystery Spot with, like, Sam seeing, like, a future without Dean in whatever the episode where Dean sees uh, his past and sees uh, John and Mary... Like the dramatic irony there of Dean, like Four, three, not being I able to change anything, yeah. yeah. Um, and uh, and then finally, um, like this one of Dean, like seeing himself and the choices that he and the sort of person he and Cass like will become, like without Sam slash like without uh allowing his personhood to be erased, become Michael. Uh, is very good. It's like it's a good use of time travel as character exploration. Yeah, to become mm -hmm. Michael or to become Enverstein, who's also not really himself oh, yeah. anymore. Yeah, it's really good. Yeah, but what I meant is like this is his choice. This is like both options are bad. Yeah, and so he takes a no third option. Or, or well, Sam's his way out. Maybe like yeah, we'll see. He's he's doing the Kirk thing. He's in a no win situation, but he's gonna make it win anyway. <laughs> yeah. Which we already said, there's a lot of parallels between Dean and Kirk. That's because Destiel could do Kirk's Spock. Spirk. Yep. Mm -hmm. There's probably so many Spurk AUs for yeah. Destiel. <laughs> They're, uh... Oh, now I'm just thinking, like, hmm, what would Sam's job be on the on the deck of the Enterprise? Communications officer, maybe? He's in Uhura's miniskirt. <laughs> <laughs> um, he could do both. Right, did... I, I, I could see it. Oh, I want Bobby to be Bones. I want Bobby to be the doctor. I'm a dean. I'm a doctor. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's perfect. <laughs> um, okay, do, does anyone? Do either of you have any final notes? I, I love don't Castiel. Think so. Yeah, my final note is that this, <laughs> these are good episodes, and they're really good in juxtaposition with each other. And I, mm -hmm. season five is really good, and I'm looking forward to the next stuff. Yeah. Yeah, like shoutouts to shoutouts to Misha Collins for how hard he goes in terms of playing Cass as an absolute weirdo in this episode. Mm -hmm. uh, Shoutout okay. to Misha Collins for having so much fun with his character. Yeah, so true. Do we have actor facts? Yep. Uh, so, like I said, that little girl at the start uh, is played by Devin Dalton, who's whatever the actor version of a polymath is. 
Um, she's a professional dancer, a stunt actor, a motion capture artist, and a voice actor. Um, she does it all. Yeah. She did the mocap for Cornelia and Cornelius in the Planet of the Apes movies and was also Ocellus in Friendship is Magic, as well as having, like, 47 stunt credits, which, like... Damn, okay. She's not... She's she's pretty young. Like, she's a girl... She's, like, a little girl in this episode, which is, like, what, like, 12 years ago? Like, 13. Yeah, so, yeah, she's probably, like, in her, like, 20s, uh, like, late 20s, probably, which, like, that's a, that's a like, um impressive career i'll say shout outs to you Devin dalton <laughs> um and then uh oh i didn't write down which of the it's the 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 woman who gets mad at dean Risa. um yes risa is played by uh actually let me make sure that's correct i'm pretty sure it's her uh yeah. she's the only woman in the episode it's correct well there i mean the, no there's the <laughs> there's the woman uh with Cass, but i don't think it's them oh, right oh god damn it only speaking woman. Yeah, which yeah, I'm pretty sure it's her because like her name's in the credits. I wonder how many supernatural episodes passed yeah, the Bechdel test because it can't be a lot. No. No. Um. Yeah, Risa. Um. Well, like, yeah, the camera barely ever leaves the boys. Um. Was played by uh Alexa Doig, who was Sally Allison in Aurora Tea Garden Mysteries, Talia Al Ghul in Arrow. Uh, and <laughs> nice. the uh, AI of the Starship Andromeda in the low-budget Canadian sci-fi show Andromeda uh, that I, I discovered was based off of, like, a pitch or, like, early concepts from Gene Roddenberry uh, that they, like, unearthed after he died, which is kind of neat. I don't know if that show's any good, but uh, it probably has its fans. Uh, and also Dale Arden in the animated 90s Flash Gordon TV nice. show. And that's it. Uh, so... Thank you very I found much for something about Supernatural's oh. Bechdel test, but I, I'm trying to find when it was written. Oh, this was okay. only written. This post was created in 2013, so that is completely not helpful because most of the episodes didn't exist at that point. But mm. in 2013, at the time of this writing, 20.93% um, of episodes passed. Insane. You know, that's higher than I would have Yeah, have that's expected. what I'm saying. That was bigger than I thought, but it makes sense <laughs> that that was only 2013. Yeah. Um, but yes, thank you very much for listening. Uh, please rate and review us, et cetera, et cetera. Um, what, are, what are we talking about next time? Next week is uh, Fallen Idols, which is going to be fun. We got a very cool mm -hmm. guest star. Yeah. <laughs> Not us. Supernatural does. Um, and then we have, I believe, The Children Are Our Future, which is Good Omens. Yep. So Ooh, you like Good right. Omens. You'll like this episode. I do you like Good Omens. Oh! <laughs> Did you just see the thumbnail for that episode? No, I looked at who the guest star was. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> That's soon. That's sooner than I thought. I'm excited. Yeah, remember when we said Paris Hilton was in this show? Yep. <laughs> um, yeah, so that's next week. Hey, we get to we get to end on a nice note this time. Um, and, until next time, we'll be standing at the side of the road saying that we say, saying that despite all our all our faults and troubles, we're going to stick together after all. Remember when we talked about like Sorry, we're not going to be able to do this anymore. We changed our mind. We reconciled our The music used on Word of God 
podcast is The Last Ones by Jazar on freemusicarchive.org. Licensed under an attribution share alike 3.0 international license. Find a link in the episode description.